This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Internet Podcast. Aetherite Radio. What is this we opening? Are, we are Gamer <laughs> Escapes Final Fantasy XIV Podcast. The fantastic MMO, which now includes a free trial up to level 60 and includes the award-winning expansion Heavensburg. <laughs> I'm Fusion X. Joining me today. Alito's like, what's he doing? What's? <laughs> I, I, well, I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know where we're going. Are we inside the actor's studio? Is yeah, it really? Theater? <laughs> joining like me it. today. <laughs> we like have, you got to really <laughs> lean into it. We yeah, have yeah, a yeah. woman who is not a prescription drug, Xenadra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have... Uh, oh god, this is hard. Don't do the, it. The French version of Aldi. There you Aldi go. Now. That's right. Uh-huh. And a, a woman whose favorite game is checkers. Rook. Oh my gosh, checkers. <laughs> oh. Ah. <laughs> how did you know? I just. Who told well, you? I mean, you you don't know how to play chess, so I figured then I by elimination. Yeah. Oh, I see. No, I can play what? like the I'm dumb man's chess. chess. See, I was okay, trying to be right. good and not just say it because I knew like we'd. But get you know where one, all the like... pieces go, right? You know, like <laughs> when you pick up the horse guy, he does like a L. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I definitely know that for sure. Um, hey. with oh, the little no. ones that have the little the little dot on top that look like lowercase eyes pawns, don't they go diagonal? No, that's knights. <laughs> Wow. No, wow. I don't know. Oh don't no, know, my world is shattered right now. <laughs> I literally don't know how to play chess. Look, I do know how to play video games. Look, we, yeah. we that's all that matters. Never mind, I'm we fine. Invented new games. Screw chess. We've got video games now. Yeah, yeah we have yeah, better yeah. games now than we have. We have like video game chess, right? Yeah. At the yeah. very least, and then I won't need to re- remember it because it'll tell me where I can go. Yeah. You can't move no, that there. Why there. would you think that goes there? That doesn't yeah. no. That Look, I need tooltips in real way. life, all right? Would you learn how to yeah. play chess if all of the little pieces were birds? I mean, I do like custom chess sets. I think the aesthetic mm-hmm. is strong. I don't know why I haven't learned how to play chess. I think it's just because there's been so many other things that I just yeah, would rather play on a daily basis. That's fair. <laughs> but That's fair. As I say this, you you guys watching saw them like one above the other, kind of tilt heads opposite. But on my screen, Charles and Fusion are right next to each other, so their heads went whoop. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do it the opposite way. We'll just do Fusion, huh? Just like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't work, though, because yeah, on the stream, we're, we're, we're stacked. So I'd have to go like this, and then he'd have to, like, reach up. Uh, over, over. Other way. Yeah, yeah. Other way, a little up. Uh, Take uh, us oh. on a journey ah! for all of our, our audio... This is All of our audio listeners. Why are we to doing? Really it? I don't know. I don't Why know. are we? What is this? What even? What even? <laughs> Off to a good start. Did you know there was welcome. a live letter? Welcome to the yeah, podcast that doesn't letter. suffer at all in the audio version. Uh, <laughs> so today uh, we have the live letter part L X I I I sixty three sixty three sixty three. This was such a good live letter. This was, was such a good live letter. So the trailer alone, yes. man, I'm losing it. <laughs> Guys, the... mm-hmm. we predicted Tiamat X 
accidentally bullshitting. We did have to we? bullshit all of the time. I, I, yes. I, I, I honestly, I don't even remember. We did. We were like, we were like, the end of this is going to be about moms. And what mom have we not touched on yet? Tiamat. Mom. Yeah. I remember we also talked a little bit uh, about like Dravania and mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, the, the dragons mm-hmm. in general and yeah. everything else um, beyond that. So... I was so I was so excited. I mean, there's just so many things that look like very exciting. Plus, we have all the apparently lunar primals as yeah. well, which looks it's, like maybe the bosses right. in our dungeon or like. So it's yeah, oh, it's really interesting going through like the last uh, I don't know like third or fourth of the trailer because you're like, mm-hmm. all right, so if 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 lunar Bahamut wasn't enough, we'll have uh, lunar uh, Od- Odin. Yeah. What? Like. Why Odin? Oh, oh, okay. This. This is a personal dream of mine, and I am so excited about it. I have always loved the Odin aesthetic, the Odin fight. And it seems like of all the sort of primals, because he was kind of a bonus primal, he's something that a lot of people haven't even done. But but he's also, like, a sword? Yeah. Like... Yes. He's an elder primal. Can I just take another second here about other things we predicted? Aldino, I think you are on the right path with your idea about like soul leader or like that being this sort of class because that shot with Xenos and all of the weapons around him where he says like, I'll be here eating souls just like a little snack at midnight because I'm hungry. I sat there like, oh my God, Aldino was totally spot on about this, I think. when I heard Samurai, I thought the old katana skills from like Final Fantasy Tactics where you evoke the soul of a weapon and it does something, and I have always wanted that to be it's, in the game. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's almost like uh, the people that were like upset about Dark Knight being a tank. They're like, yeah. okay, here's, but here's like the Dark Knight class. So we'll give the yeah. great sword to the tank. We'll give the scythe to the DPS. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, super excited. Lunar, Lunar Odin. Uh, we had Lunar Ravana. Yeah. Uh, and Lunar Ifrit. Like, mm-hmm. okay. And if that's not enough, if that's not enough. Lunar Bahamut upsets Tiamat so much that she's like, you know, I was thinking I would just, you know, do this self-imprisonment thing forever. But no, I'm going to go fight this bitch. Yep. Well, but it makes perfect sense, though. So you know great. what I mean? It's so romantic! It's so good because she, <laughs> she put herself, I mean, granted, yeah. you know, obviously mm-hmm. the ass or not the Asians, the Allegans and everything, um, all of that played a role in this, but like she herself has sort of chosen to stay in this self-exile because she loved Bahamut. She thought that she was doing something to help and to, like, you know, uh, empower him and bring him back after this loss, only to have the calamity happen. So for her, she's been there. And to have something like Lunar Bahamut come back and her to not do anything just would not make sense. You know, it's so good to see them tie that in and that shot that we saw, I think it looked almost like Estinian was sort of talking to her, which as well for yeah. him could be kind of like coming I mean, full circle. Is, with Estinian is, is going to be our new trust, so we we mm-hmm. know he's going to be around now, which is... Yes. Yeah, but I just was so excited to see that because, again, they're just showing that they use those narrative threads that they've put in the game that are so fantastic, and it's not like they just abandon them, you know? Right. It's mm-hmm. Drawing it back in, and it also gave me a lot of hope for seeing dragons, which we really didn't have any, you know, big... hint of i don't think but actually seeing dragons as maybe being a player in what's happening here in the sort of end walker Mm -hmm. end of this story arc with with them reaching out and just grabbing tiamat for for this patch we're totally getting midgard stormer back in in end walker at some point we have to we have to 
it's the end of the world, right? The world's gonna end. The dragons have to help. Like they don't want that. To, I mean, I'm sure they could just pack up. It's and leave. already happened. You know? They found this new place. Yeah. They like this new place, and they it's don't want to go again. to help you. You guys are messing it up. We're gonna pack our bags. We're moving to Florida. We're just we're done right. with this. We're gonna retire. Star Florida. Snow Wyvern. Star Florida. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, what else was in the? In the uh, it's just Fordola stuff. Fordola. Fordola. Yeah, yeah. Fordola and the back. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ornella I, just I mean, being like, do you know how dumb you are? Yeah. She like I pushes Alfino. Like, yeah. The, like yeah. The, she's just like, you're, you're, yeah. you're dumb. <laughs> I did love her speech as well. Yeah. That little bit that she gives about like what it means to be a hero. And I think it's so, again, it's so powerful coming from her because although she's never been a hero, right? right. Like, obviously she mm -hmm. was a villain for us in the series. In a lot of ways, because she was trying to prove herself to the Garlean regime, we've seen her as a character be motivated by the idea of combat, physical strength, enhancement, all of these things that she thought would earn her a place of respect in the world, mm -hmm. which in many ways is very similar to being a hero. It's just that she was trying to do it under this regime of the Garlean Empire. And so to have her then have this like growth where she's gone through this journey and she's realized that maybe, yeah, a lot of the people that were actually heroes, even in something like, um, gosh, the invasion of her homeland, were probably the common people or people who kept their spirits alive or all these different things that were heroes in a way that wasn't combat related. And I was just like, yes, this is character growth. <laughs> like, it's so good. And I really hope she doesn't die. I've already seen a right. lot of people like, please don't let her die. And then there was one shot of Alice that also looks like she mm -hmm. could be dying. And right? I was like, please don't kill any of my girls. I had that she thought. With, there's die. like that kind of glowing aura around her. She's kind of looking back. I'm like, don't you. Well, she's in this, the cinematic though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Okay. Could be. Oh, she's safe. Oh, right? okay. She's safe. Right. Oh, right. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, Unless that's like a yeah, cutscene or something that happens. Like, I think they wouldn't do. They've never done that before. I, we're, I think oh, yeah. we're okay. I think we're I mean, okay. Don't I'll panic just a, yet. Yeah, I'll be honest. I really hope we don't see any female characters die. Personally, from the standpoint of we've had far too many female characters get killed off in this game. <laughs> so, that's so very for true. me. That's fair. I'm like, I'm like, please, if we're gonna lose somebody, let it be one of the boys. You took, you took Moonbrita. I've me. been, I have Papa been Limo. presenting. Papalimo's a boy. Okay, yeah, Papalimo and yeah. Horshafon. Papalimo, Horshafon, Gisale, Moonbrita, uh, Yotsuyu. Uh, Yotsuyu. 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 I, mean, I mean, I'm sure there's others. Ida, technically. Oh yeah, I guess technically. Yeah, but 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 then her her. She her, doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't count, but yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I Oh, uh, um, Oh, Minfilia. Minfilia. Yeah. She's not uh, dead. She's not dead. Just don't oh, kill Graha. Zen. Look, I've been saying I have been presenting She's... exhibit A, Death of Urian J for like months oh, now. Oh, yeah, you have the way I'm out. Just saying. It's, it's not criteria. Evolved into a different sort of entity. Just like no, Tesla did. Well, I actually I don't Ooh. know. I don't She's know. dead. <laughs> Well, Tesla wow, that's, a, yeah. that's yeah. a comparison. But I don't actually know. With Menphilia, I would say at this point, she is dead. Because right. although, like, yeah. the reincarnation happened, that whole arc that we see with Reen, right? The choice is either to let herself be taken over by Menphilia's spirit or to uh, consign Menphilia to the grave to death. Like, at yeah. least as her soul, her entity, yeah. even if maybe the physical body has been reincarnated yeah. to something. I am still so upset we couldn't go with them to put those flowers down. 
Yeah. I it's know. Like, th- like, out of all the, the things, that's the yeah. one they were like, you can just come back after the fact. It's okay. Yeah. We don't, you don't need to be. What? Also, I did want to take a second here because Infini Fiasco in chat, I love this. Aren't Tiama and Bahamut brother and sister? Yes, they are. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing is, is that we don't actually know how dragons reproduce at this point. And it seems to be magically made. Mm-hmm. They do not. They do not seem from everything that that we've gathered. I think through lore, or if you've done deep dives into like dragon lore, which is its own weird, bizarre, strange, fascinating thing in the Final Fantasy universe. Um, yeah, they did pair off, even if they are part of the same brood. But it also seems as though there's like dragons not, don't like, care. Dragons don't okay. care. There's like not a, a genetic like a God situation, you know. Yeah, like they were created from. Oh, that's a good. That's a, that's it's, a I mean, it's like a, it's like a Noah's Ark conundrum, right? It's like okay, right. these are the only people that survived, right? They they you know they came over here. That's it. That's the family. What yeah, we're not entirely you know, sure. They are strongly magical beings, so it's very likely that their reproduction has something more to do with like ethereal mixing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I'm not an expert. Oh, <laughs> they just high five, and when their hands they just, come apart, they an just egg. get a they just get a wizard, and the wizard's like, "All right, each of you spit in a cup." All right, yep, baby there dragons. Are. There you go. I don't like it. It does make me think about the dreadworm trance in a different way, though. <laughs> the little strange. I mean, look, maybe sometimes you want to get a little bit. You want to have mm-hmm. a little bit of a special moment, share a glass of uh-huh. wine, do some Netflix, and chill with Bahamut, yeah. so you go into dreadworm trance. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> Not yucking anyone's yum, you know? <laughs> let's let's see let's see how many how many episodes we can go without mentioning Netflix and chill with some random NPC in this game. I mean, I I don't think we can. I we're think not, this can is we get a graphic? Not, can we get a graphic zero days since last days <laughs> days since Netflix and chill with <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else that was particularly exciting. I mean, there's so many things uh, in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, Alphano I mean, couldn't heal a guy. Yes, he couldn't well, heal a guy. He was like, that was he seemed upset. and then he couldn't, and he punched the ground. Or the guy. It was, no, it was like a, he was on something. He punched something yeah. metal. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, very, it's very manly in that moment. Mm-hmm. It does seem as though there's a big focus on Garlean forces being the ones that are kind of, like, we assume yeah. being affected by this, this mind force, this tempering. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them pushing in, a lot of those shots... Did appear to be similar to like the battlefields and battlegrounds that we've sort of seen, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it seems as though they're having to kill a lot of Garlemald yeah. and Garleans. And I am wondering if this is going to lead us into whatever causes what we've seen with the announcement and stuff, right? With the destruction mm-hmm. of at yeah. least the capital. I don't know. So the, the this dungeon, uh, Peg Peglathon, mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. It's got an apostrophe in there. I don't. It's messing me up. I don't yeah. know. It's it's basically like they took the the Gimlet Dark and then like the Amaljaw Stronghold and just kind of like smushed them together and then mm-hmm. put a, one of those uh, lunar tower things uh, yeah. in the in the background. So I I I wouldn't be surprised if we end up like at the tower <laughs> at the end of this dungeon. Um, so what do you before mm-hmm. before we get into that though? Like, what do you think the significance of all of the weapons that Xenos has? are because mm. i like you i could pick out some that were primal based yeah absolutely so like I, do you think he's he's killing some well, primals too keep, keep in like mind though that, that's not that's not the first time that we've seen that though uh what's his name in um uh as step had like a what was it the titan axe right so sure, it's just, yeah it's an axe a little sun. I, you know i don't know that it necessarily um implies 
I truly believe that it's I believe that it's a reinforcement of mm. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say I believe that it's truly a reinforcement of what Aldino mm. hypothesized. I believe that part of the reason he's been collecting all these weapons and he has that dumb looking golf caddy of swords <laughs> is because he's been collecting like legendary weapons that have souls to them. And there is already basis in the world of Final Fantasy XIV for this, right? So everything that we saw in Stormblood with uh, going back to the turtle, turtle people, Kojin, Kojin. Uh, yeah. um, the Kojin all talk about the kami within things, right? Which is actually something mm -hmm. that is it's drawn directly from Japanese mythology and lore. Mm -hmm. There is a belief that there are certain um, items that given their like 100th year of existing, almost develop a, a sentience or a soul of their yeah. own that they well, and have. Well, Ivory this... in the chat, uh, Heavensward mm -hmm. Relics with the anima. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same but There's this same belief kind of thing. that they, they culminate that kind of energy. Mm -hmm. So my guess is that he's been collecting these weapons. And now when we saw him like step on the sword or things like that, I'm guessing that he is somehow like eating those spirits, which is where maybe we get led to this soul eater thing mm -hmm. that you were hypothesizing as far as a class goes, which is then giving him some sort of power. That's my guess. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. So and, he's like devouring them. Yeah, and maybe he earned some of them, but he probably just killed people and took their weapons. Yeah, he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah. I'm just imagining Endwalker now, the final boss. We go up to the moon and like Xenos is just like roasted in Zodiac on a spit and just mm -hmm. eats it. And he's like, ah, and that's the final boss. <laughs> well, I mean, Monster no, just you came don't, out. You so I can hear so. the jingle. He's got to mm. pull it off at just the right time or it's not going to be tasty. You thought the Monster Hunter collab was dead. It's yep, coming back. It's back. Um, so yeah, we got, uh, we also, for the dungeon, we got our look at the armor that's going to be dropping from it. Mm -hmm. uh, very, like, tribally Amulja, yep. kind of. Um, I think it looks cool. Also, just as a note, the fact that it appears as though we maybe get to this dungeon by riding on Tiamat's back is life yeah. dream realized. Mm -hmm. Goal. It, more, uh, the more riding dragons that I can get, the better. Yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely reminds me a little bit of um, the burn. Where we fly mm. out to the burn. Because, I mean, sure. you know, we, you, you see where this dungeon... It's just kind of, like, out in the middle of nowhere, right? So it's not like we walk to a gate and then go into it mm -hmm. or anything. It's like, all right, we got to go out a little ways here. Um, yeah. yeah. I do hope, though, that the bosses and things are those lunar primals. It's, it's tough because on one hand, we just talked about with the, you know, Eden Raid set coming out of Shadowbringers, that I think a lot of us, and myself included, we're a little tired of seeing all these primals rehashed. Like, I'm not going to lie, mm -hmm. we have Unreal Trials now. The entire mm -hmm. raid set was just like, here's the same primals again for the 50th time. How would you like them? We'll add some extra flair and a go-kart. And that's cool because, in a sense, it was fun to see them re-envisioned, but at the same time, it's like... Boy, just, yeah. <laughs> boy, I'd like to just move on to something different. And yet, at the same time, I can't help, like, I cannot help but be excited about a dungeon in which our bosses are, like, lunar primals. Right. And I feel like this is very contradictory in and of myself. But when we've talked about some of those other dungeons that have been culminating dungeons, right? So, like, Alamigo, um, oh, what's the Gimlet. one that... Gimlet Dark, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it has been kind of a mix as to whether or not it feels as though those moments are as powerful as, mm -hmm. you know, kind of the narrative and things that we would want to sort of be surrounding it. 
And for some reason, this one just like hit the spot for me when I saw all those lunar primals. And then I started, you know, with that context with the beast tribe as right. well, which is now just mm -hmm. called the tribe, but like the Amal Jaw and Poggleton and all these culminating themes. To me, it feels like it could actually be a really exciting kind of, I don't know, synthesis of all these ideas that they've been sort of bringing together right. about primals and and belief and the power of belief and tempering on the soul. And, and I'm yeah. just sitting here like, I hope it's as I feel it's gonna be <laughs> right it's runaway creation magic just like what happened to mm -hmm. Amara right yeah like, and, well and, and now, you know let, let's right let's there. talk about the, the the lunar primal stuff so we have uh, yeah. uh husky in the chat saying um doesn't think there'll be uh, dungeon bosses because we see scions but sure. remember trusts right so I, I I don't know which scions you've seen right but that could be a thing but also with the uh the screenshots that squares released with this uh we do have um what is probably a boss fight. Um, in this, and it's not a lunar primal. Um, Weird. So that we know take that. I mean, it's no. It's just it's like green and yellow. Like it's mm -hmm. definitely not. You know, it looks from, like from a what coral we've seen. mixed with a lizard or something. Right? Yeah, it's like oh, an like electric, a, an uglier. I'm the good thing. Yeah, yeah, uglier, I'm the good. Yeah, so I'm the bad. Um, you know. Bad. They they could you know be be let, letting the dungeon be its own thing and then maybe there's a solo instance or yeah. uh, you know Husky suggested maybe some roleplay stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, I, I think ever since 2.0, there's definitely um, the understanding that uh, they want to not make the dungeons incredibly long and you know mm -hmm. cutscene heavy and and stuff. So uh, they could have one run right into the other gameplay wise, but then the dungeon is still kind of. Yeah. its own thing so i will have to we'll have to see how they do that yeah absolutely absolutely I'm, i just think all of the stuff that we got little snippets of feels like and this is really a good thing as we head into <laughs> what is going to be a culmination of this 10-year story arc right but it feels like all of this stuff they are threads that are truly bringing together a culmination Mm -hmm. And it's just been it's been really neat between all of that. And then in the trailer, we haven't even touched on what we saw of what we can assume is probably the new 48 man that's coming with uh, right. the last portion of the uh, Bojan story arc. We also haven't touched on the yeah. near raid, which we all have mixed feelings about the near raid. Mm -hmm. But that's, I mean, that's all right. Do we, we don't have to the aesthetic, <laughs> the aesthetic, the music. Uh, yeah. I actually I do think yeah. a lot of that looks interesting if if you don't you know, you're not a big fan of the story, which I'm not. Yeah. And I think a lot of us haven't been particularly. But it definitely has had its high and low points. And I think oh, the yeah. aesthetic and visuals are looking pretty cool oh, for yeah. this next one. Okay. At least um, unique. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's keep going down the, the list here. Um, link is in the chat. Um, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't uh, read up on it, uh, gamerscape.com for the summary. Um, the final chapter of the Sorrow of Whirlet, we've got the diamond weapon. Uh, this picture. It looks mm -hmm. like a dick. <laughs> Then why oh, you I'm not going to be able to unsee that now. <laughs> why do you have to ruin this? I'm glad it I was does. Oh, man. The, the first As I was one, scrolling uh, through this the first time, I was like, oh, no. Oh, that's okay. Are you talking about, like, his shoulder? Yep. Yeah. Oh, it does look like a dick. Damn it. <laughs> the sad. Kind I'm of. Gonna, uh, I'm going to take us away from this sadness to Please. happiness. Yeah. Which Please. Is that the cutscene, the cutscene that they mm -hmm. showed for this is amazing. Like, yeah, I was surprised that this is the actual in-game cutscene leading into the if, fight. If, if you wanted more mech stuff, here you go. It's just for also, you. Also, 
Something that was of note in some of the translations that I thought was really important to mention about this is that the previous ones in Japanese, right? The translation of the actual Japanese title in previous ones was Ruby Emerald Weapon Destroying Operation, which is like kind of mm -hmm. the translation. This one, though, is called Diamond Weapon Capture Operation. And oh, and who did we see in the cockpit there? We saw the girl, the you know, the daughter from the recent mm -hmm. cutscenes and mm -hmm. things. So You're I was feeling shit. I, yeah, I feel like we're going to be taking this one or trying is, to capture it and save her. It, yeah. It, is Milkman going to live? Is he going to come uh, back and be even no. more of like the best villain ever? I mean, Milkman can only live if we get to kill Milkman and Endwalker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's yeah. it. Like, oh, like if, if, if he's not in the fight, like... I, or, or, or Gaius yeah. just like, after the fight, Gaius is just like, uh, and that's it. Like, <laughs> live long enough to take around. some milk to Xenos to eat with his soul cookies. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that that uh -oh. Zodiac looks mighty tasty. Would you like a glass of milk to wash it down? Man, there are so many ways that they could just keep him around. Like, I you know, he's experimenting so with Oversoul. He could put himself into another weapon that we haven't Ooh. seen. Like, I would love to see some of that stuff. Uh, yeah, take yeah. your Soul Eater concept, mm -hmm. lore spin it, it with Oversoul. Yeah, see, mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting, right? There's there's a lot yeah. of soul nonsense going on, but I love I that the, study that the soul. I know the a air. lot about the soul. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I saw fun. an opportunity to. Get all but I love that yeah. it's in the air because you ram it with the high wind and seven. You know, like that's really cool. So, it, yeah, uh, yeah, that was a nice nod, and it's it's funny that cutscene too. You see the the G weapon like with this giant yeah. like backpack thing. I'm just like, oh yep. no! But then you just fight on top of it. I'm like, oh okay. But also, yeah. there's no railings, so we know <laughs> what that means. Um, but yeah, it definitely, definitely a nice nod to that that seven fight with the airship and stuff. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this quest. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna end. I mean, diamond but the fact that it's maybe not uh, Milkman in the in the pilot seat yeah. here, like that's giving me a little bit of hope. I'm excited. For I've that. also I've yeah. also been really um, curious since Yoshida-san mentioned because he kept saying during the live letter, like I don't want to pull because when you pull, there's a big surprise. I don't want to yeah. pull. I don't want to pull. Mm. And I was sitting there like, ooh, mm. are we gonna get another moment that's kind of like that transition well, moment with Ruby Weapon? So because so we can yeah. see in the the uh the second cutscene here we have on our write-up um the kind of like platform we're on splits at some point and he's kind of in the middle so um yeah i we'll, just, we'll have to wait and see i think i'm, I'm really Getting excited some for this though second mm -hmm. leviathan vibes yeah yeah, yeah. and it, you know there looks like there might be some switches on the platform as well so um, make sure to rescue the people on the other side that's a pro tip you know, yeah, they'll just fall right in the middle and them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but but then also summon Frey and your automaton queen right when the right. split happens, so they're just floating. Yep. That's how the uh, pros do it, yeah. It's fine. The only fine. other thing, something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah, it can't be a Gundam analog without a child stealing a robot. So, mm. yes, it makes sense for her to steal Diamond or the G-Warrior. I don't know. I don't. Ooh. I didn't take a look at the cockpit. Because I thought their cockpits were more enclosed and they didn't have that kind of free-flowing background like we have in the G-Warrior. So I don't know that she's not stealing our mech. She's at the base with it right now. Or is she piloting the, the G? Yeah, that's thing. what I mean. I, I don't know. We'll have to that see. Be, we're not piloting it. I, I just I want super... Milkman around more. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> if if look, if you have to kill him, do go go by like Walking Dead rules and just pretend he's been on the show for like the entire run and give him like the best death ever. <laughs> I'm okay with him dying. Um, I think that villains that stick around too long, you know, is is a thing we don't <laughs> want. So I'm okay that's, with him dying. You know, that's that's also very true. <laughs> I guess the I, one I, thing. <laughs> The one thing that I would feel a little bit bummed about if he just like dies in this quest is that for people who haven't done these weapon quests or may not or, you know, who knows for whatever reason, to not have him be like a villain and a, a player in the overall villainscape of Final Fantasy XIV in a mm. more like direct way, I feel like it'd be such a missed opportunity. But at the same time, it's it's been pretty unusual that things, you know, around these sort of side primal quests and things like that have actually crossed into the msq we've seen them now starting to like tie in mm -hmm. some of those stories but it's not really like we've seen a lot of those characters kind of directly like hopping particularly the villains I, directly like hopping in yeah. i don't know i'm i'm gonna say like uh the warring triad sure that yeah. came that came back around this time pretty strong well well it did take yeah, a while also Mostly with the void quest, which is like it's a whole other yeah. gate kept thing. Um, like, and then you have Van Hydris, right, in the Warring Trad. I'm in this, quest, I'm in this quest line, and yeah. he's dead. Um, <laughs> it would just be so. such a waste now because we're going into Garlemald. Like this, this was the setup. You know, we got Turncliff, and we're like, ooh, is this their their architecture? You know, oh, yeah. it would just be such I a Turncliff failure it's, if you don't. It's so you interesting know, it if you go back to like when we were talking about like Stormblood when Stormblood was new. I'm like, man, Xenos was such a great villain. Like, he actually beat right. us. And then, like, he merges with the primal, and then suddenly we're more powerful. And then he kills, like, that's so dumb. Like, yeah. he should have been around longer. And then they bring him back, and we're like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, poor Xenos. We can do, like, a whole cast just breaking down the pros and cons of Xenos, I right. think. It's. No. I. It's just, <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting because. I do think he tends to be one of those really divisive figures in the community, right? Mm -hmm. There are some people that really do feel oh, yeah. oh, he's, he, to him. Xenos has a it. very strong following on my Twitter yes. feed. <laughs> and then there, there are a lot of people who I think kind of like most of our opinions, although of course we've acknowledged some of the stuff that is interesting about him, but like a lot of other people who are just kind of like, wow, I feel like he's been one of the least compelling for him mm -hmm. to be around the longest, mm -hmm. which really does feel like they've been setting him obviously up for something bigger, mm -hmm. but just have kind of kept him around as a constant and then, threat. And it's, and then it's rough that. because then they introduce like his companion, Fan Daniel, right? Who's yeah. like, you know, you have Xenos who's just like, I'm Xenos. I'm going to fight mm -hmm. this guy sometime. It's going to be great. And then to, like, waiting. balance that, you have Van Daniel. It's like, hey, everybody, what's up? I'm Van Daniel. <laughs> and it's just, like, put those two together. It's like it's like yeah. when they put, like, Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy together in Batman and Robin. <laughs> it just, it's a really weird mix. <laughs> we also didn't see very much. I was surprised. We didn't see very much, if anything, of Van Daniel in the trailer. Did we no. hear him? We yeah. heard him for just, like, yeah. a second. Yeah. But I... that was really interesting to me. Yeah. I think we'll we'll get a little nod, but I I, I feel like with him and Xenos, mm -hmm. that'll be more of the part two of the patch. Yeah, would be my guess to lead us right into Endwalker. Yeah, I. But yeah, I go ahead, Altino. I I don't like Fan Daniel. Certainly, we've all talked about that, and Xenos is in that point of the narrative, you know, his overarching narrative that we only know he wants to fight, right? This is like when we only knew Emmett Selk was a weird dude, right? Or when we only knew Elizabeth. I hated Emma Selk in that twirling, first patch. Right? I absolutely hated him. So they have the chance, 
But what I don't want to see, right, what I want from Fan Daniel is he being the harbinger of some of the stuff we're going to have to do later, which is all of those Asians are still around. They're not just going to disappear. They can do whatever they want, and they're super powerful. What the heck are we going to do about that? Fan Daniel's just one. We're going to kill them off screen like we did in the last patch. I hope not. (laughs) I really hope that part of the falling action of, like, Endwalker is dealing with the other Asians. Because what do they want to do? Nobody knows. They just want to live their life. They want to start a small business. Yeah, maybe. And, uh, you know, they just... Who knows? A small business doing what? Uh, (laughs) Selling goods? They're florists. Uh, They're not going to become florists. Teleporting us between worlds. There you go. Yeah. All of this said, coming back to Diamond Weapon, I think it's interesting with this particular thread with these, you know, particular quests and this kind of story because... We do know that Garlemald is a huge part of the backdrop of kind of mm-hmm. what's been happening, and at least Xenos is a character and the sort of major antagonistic force. So it does feel like these quests could have some sort of larger connotation or could tie into even the events that, you know, sort of are going to be surrounding the next expansion. But all that said, whether or not Milk Drinker ends up being there or not, I mean, I think this really has proven to be one of the most surprising quest lines for me. So I'm, I've been really interested in the way that they've handled the storytelling and also just the graphics that they've showed off with the different cutscenes and how they've been sort of increasing their capabilities there and storytelling. And all of the momentum of this feels really good, even if maybe the fights haven't always been the most diverse or interesting. Like, mm-hmm. it's tough because, like, we've talked about that reveal for Ruby Weapon was so cool. And I think there was some really yeah. interesting kind of lore and the music and stuff in the next one was fantastic. But I'm glad that we're on a different platform. I hope that the mechanics are interesting and that something does happen that kind of shakes it up. Um, And yeah, I'm just curious to see how they bring this whole story to a conclusion because... Yeah, it's hard, right? Because we we had, you know, that first first tier of Eden. We're like, oh, like, Remix Primal's cool. And then the second tier comes out and we're like... Oh, it's more Remix Primal. Like, you can't can't make us happy with anything. Um, So I'll be be curious to see what they do. I mean, I liked it. I, I did like it. And I thought the second bunch of music was better, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm a summoner main. You show me a primal, I'm okay with it. Just let me summon it one day. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so moving on, that's going to take us to the 24-man raid. So uh, the new Yorha Dark Apocalypse, uh, this is going to be uh, Chapter 3 here, The Tower at Paradigm's Breach. I, I don't know what's going on. I, I have no idea what this is. I don't know who these people are. I don't know what this is. Have you done your between is. quests? Have you done your between quests, everybody? I actually have. Uh, Did I? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I, okay. I know, I know about quests? it. I know about I, it. But I, I, yeah. I've, I've had fun with these. Um, I don't know okay. shit at all about Nier, to be honest. But I've had fun with the 24 mans. I thought they were uh, new little quirky things they added to them that were fun a new experience um i didn't really care about the story until these latest couple of in-between quests where they okay. just kind of make you they, they they take everything and go whoop and you're like oh uh, okay okay so i am actually curious what's going to happen i don't I remember don't... if i did those or not well go look i will, I have, to, I will have to check the most recent ones are supposed to be really memorable and actually have certain repercussions for choices mm-hmm. that you've made so far yeah. within the story change or yeah. sort uh, story chain. So I am curious. I have not done the most recent little 
quest snips. Mm-hmm. I do know, though, just from like my understanding of Nier and what I've seen, a lot of people have right. mentioned that the landscape and things of this tower does almost seem to be kind of like the hacking space or like the digital space that we see sometimes in Nier games, which yeah. for people who don't know, it's in certain Nier games, there are these different like characters that you play or stuff that may have specific abilities that allow you to hack or that will take you into like this digital world that then gives you almost different mini games for how you complete various things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting because it is all very white, very, you know, um, cubes, all, all these mm-hmm. kinds of things like that. So we've seen some of that and we know that technically there is this tower behind, but even like the boss that everybody got really emotional about. Yeah which is supposed to be, I think, a really big Nier throwback, but I don't know this yeah. one because I've only played, uh, I've only played the most recent Nier Automata. Mm-hmm. So um, even there, there's kind of like a glitch effect on the boss and stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of kind of discussion about surrounding it, exactly what could be happening. But the aesthetic, the music, the bosses, as always, the design looks really cool, so. Yeah. You know, like, so, yeah, uh, this is, some of those characters that we saw are a throwback to, like, Dragonguard. Right, so we're going back to the very yeah. Beginning, see, so that that's very exciting. Like, I I can understand that they're like that. older near stuff, right? I didn't sure. know it went that far back, but for me, like again, right? My my history is I tried to play near Automata several times, <laughs> and I didn't quite get it. So for the first two, I kind of understood the setting. I recognized right. some of the characters. Now I have no idea what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what this area is. If it's a reference to anything, and the fact that it looks the way it does. It's so, like, it looks unfinished. Like, when I was looking at the live letter and I saw the part where he's like, this is one of the bosses, I'm like, did they not add the textures yet? It's <laughs> like, so is this a dev build? I mean, people in the chat even were saying, like, what, you didn't have the budget for textures? Mm-hmm. But I personally think the aesthetic is super cool. Yeah. Like, I actually yeah. like that very... Th- this like, this is going to come down to personal I, taste. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it's definitely something... That is, again, and you have to look at the overall artistic direction of Nier, right? Because I do think that Yoko Taro does a lot of stuff that involves visual symbolism, that involves all of this very abstract conceptualization. So first and foremost, even if you're not a Nier player, you have to just kind of look at the Nier stuff and realize that a lot of times, even if you've played the games, there's not a lot of understanding about what exactly (laughs) it is. It's meant to be really symbolic. And something that's really important to note is that visually there's a lot of different um i guess you could say contrasting visuals between the sort of rusted decay mm-hmm. textural um decomposing environments that might be taken over by nature or that have been abandoned which we saw with like the first ones right so you get all of these very like textured aged worn decomposed textures and then when you get into something like this right like the digital space or futuristic envisionings or the spaceships there's this entirely different aesthetic which is smooth clean almost too perfect crisp controlled the the lady at the end of the last one she was too smooth yes way too smooth was she she was real lumpy she lumpy but she lumpy smooth smooth. It's important to note that because I I do think that when we look at these kinds of collaborations, understanding the artists that are being brought in, and particularly Mm -hmm. an artist that is so distinctive, like Yoko Taro, it's important to be able to break that down as opposed to just being like, this looks dumb and unfinished. 
it's it's like and that's not that's not a hit at you fusion that's just like oh no no yeah, yeah yeah okay okay all right <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen a lot of the community criticize right. that and yeah. it's actually i really believe something that is done very purposefully by yoko mm -hmm. taro to create like visual metaphors yeah. <laughs> and, and, and i don't i don't disagree with you right I, I i you know he definitely has his own style he has his own meetings behind things but I don't know that this is necessarily the audience that is going to understand and appreciate that is my Absolutely. my thing. Yeah. yeah. I disagree <laughs> with that. I feel okay. like I feel like people uh segment uh video game type audiences way too much. There's so much crossover between people who play video games. Yeah. It's and just... I think uh I don't know, I think that that being like, well, this person who plays this kind of game won't like this kind of game is is just a failure to both genres and all the people who like both i mean that's but true that's another discussion <laughs> it i mean that's true. true i am i am moment? very much looking forward to the original story the raids in the next expansion right. i'll just i'll leave it at that yeah. i mean so am i i'll i'll be completely honest i've mentioned it i think we've all mentioned it i feel like this was a really difficult crossover to pull off I think that Yoko Taro as a creator is so independent and so avant-garde in the genre that mm. it was not going to be easy i mean he's doing something that really is unique but Zen I do have to jump in with you and agree to some to some extent right because I even think that what we saw of JRPGs especially in their kind of earlier conception even earlier Final Fantasies god the ending of Final Fantasy 8 or like any mm -hmm. of these other things right JRPGs have always kind of been distinctive I think because they carry an emotive landscape with them yeah they do sometimes delve into abstractions. When you think, I call them visual interactive poetry, where mm -hmm. you're sitting there and they're like, a feather falls, a heart breaks. <laughs> and then you see all this stuff in the background and it's like, a sword shatters. And you're like, what in the hell? You're making me want to go back and play like Flower on PS3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, you have no idea tangibly what's occurring, mm -hmm. but it's this like, almost more abstract emotionscape. Right. They just want to like paint you with emotion. Yes, like, <laughs> and it does happen in a lot of, especially yeah. older JRPGs. I think we've seen more of a push towards like stronger, more tangible, realistic mm -hmm. narratives yeah. for like, especially as Western audiences have been drawn more into them. But there is a tradition of that in Final Fantasy. And I do think there's a place for it in Final Fantasy 14. Sure. But I do think that it has been very polarizing for players because people aren't necessarily trained just from Final Fantasy 14 to look for these kinds of things or to right. understand them. And Yoko Taro already is something that a lot of people spend a lot of time breaking down on the internet. So, like... Yeah, you know, I love the overarching story of Nier because I've watched a lot of videos. I don't really care for the game. But you get to that point where you can get into navel-gazing. You're just like, okay, well, we're, we're poignant for poignancy's sake, right? It looks fantastically complex, but then it's not, right? And that's where you get to it. Like, to me, that's like Eternal Sonata, which is a game a while ago. It's like, yeah, it's a game about death and dying, and it's Chopin, like, the guy as he's dying and his, his memories and whatever, right? And then, like, at the end, it's like them just talking to you. And I'm like, don't do that to me. I don't care. I do not care. Like, please stop. What is this? <laughs> so, like, it's a fine line. And Yokotaro really is on the good side of that line 100% of the time. I, I agree. But, like, yeah, it does look weird. 
and it's gonna be weird. But hey, whatever. At least you'll be able to see the AOEs. Uh, <laughs> unless it's all white. Unless all of the that attacks are white. Um, in in Susan's defense, when I first saw the uh, the little pieces of the mm. near stuff in the trailer, I was like, "What?" <laughs> Two seconds later, I'm like, "Okay, Yopitaro, yeah. this this is in that they're going they're going. It's gonna be weird. Me. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so I mean, I guess if you if you kind of know where it's coming from, it 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 clears it up immediately. And I think that yep. um, to expand on what I said a little bit earlier, like. I don't mind them mixing other genres into mm-hmm. uh, this this game because this could be somebody's very first MMO, somebody's very first video game that they've gotten mm-hmm. into and they don't know what they like yet. So having little tastes of other things here can draw them out into other parts of uh, the video game community at large. Suddenly mm-hmm. you you were like, ah, it's that part where I have to shoot a beaver from far away in the, the Ilmeg pixie quest. And I the next I thing you like know, they're asking their parents to get duck mm-hmm. hunt for Christmas. Yes, yes. You <laughs> don't Slippery. know. You never know. Yeah. Ah, that was uh, my favorite part of that expansion. I need to be playing FPS shooters, you know? Yeah. Also as a note, because I see in the First chat. First person shooter, also- shooters. <laughs> Also in the note, because or in the uh, good lord, talking is hard sometimes. Yes. In the chat, I see the note uh, about gear sets. Right. Yeah. One thing that I do think was a little confusing, but a little mm-hmm. bit interesting to me, is that we we were shown three different gear sets for the raid, and these three different sets all look incredibly different. Yes. One looks very traditionally near esque, and it looks pretty much exactly like the stuff we already got mm-hmm. so far. Um, the second one, I believe, is drawn more from Drakengard. And yes. has a bit yeah. more of that sort of like traditional medieval fantasy I love look. It. And then the third one looks like um, a J Rock band member, yep. which I'm not sure exactly where like this one comes from within the the near Dragon Guard mm-hmm. sort of history. I, I feel like it's probably something that I'm missing as far as a reference goes. But um, all three seem really different, and I'm curious if like each very different set is tied specifically to, you know, this specific class or, or that sort of thing, or if there's different interchangeable pieces or if kind of like we had with that first one, there's a special box that drops, mm-hmm. you know, one or... I don't know, mm-hmm. but they all look wildly different. Yeah. And that's I'm good. Hoping, yeah, I'm hoping I, for the like, special so box happy. more than anything else because yeah. if, they, if they vary it so that this class gets this kind and this class gets this kind and this class gets this kind, you're going to have crossover as there always is where like the healer is like, boy, I sure didn't want that other kind, but the bard is like, boy, I sure like that healer outfit. But mm-hmm. but you know what? At least it doesn't look like the same gear sets from the first two raids sure. that were all black and leather and good. they all look the same. So <laughs> That is good. Like, yeah. But you know what? I got a really cute dress out of that. I I still haven't opened my 2B chest. (laughs) I opened it. It looks fantastic. I'm sure it does. That butt won't quit for days. One of these Um, days, I'll put it on my retainer. Says Mm -hmm. does say the last one is from the first near for characters named Pagola and Popola. So that's Mm -hmm. awesome. I know a lot of people have been curious as well about the weapons, about possible hairstyles. Right. I, I mean, even if down the road they added some kind of other, because we've seen them, you know, we know that there are oftentimes additional quests added that you can run them weekly or get, you know, currencies and cha- exchange for something or um, in addition to just what drops. So I would be totally fine if at some point they put some sort of repeatable quest in where you could maybe get the yeah. weapon skins or you could get the hairstyle. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of good visual stuff from Nier, but oh, yeah. Zed, I'm with you on the fact that 
it's a little tough because yeah, if you know one of these outfits that you really like that looks very different from the others is only dragoon or only you know it's gonna it's gonna stink. So time I'm to level not, dragoon. I mean, I have all my classes. It's leveled. I just don't want to play it. I just don't <laughs> want to play it all the time. Sorry, Fusion. I know this is a great betrayal. <laughs> I mean, I'm maining machinist as a machinist, yeah. so. <laughs> but yeah, I I, I hope trade yourself. They're maybe a little more flexible. Charles, I see over you earlier. What were you gonna say? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't remember. Sorry. Was it was oh, it no, words? It was probably words. Um, it was probably something about Devil and Papa. It was. Uh, it was about the. It was right before I started talking about how they shouldn't make the outfits different oh. for different classes. Oh, I. Oh, all I said was I love the the more traditional fantasy one because that's just me, ah, right? Okay, of okay. course. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it it is those characters and they appear the very large child in there so there's a lot of deep lore that we're gonna get and i'm excited for that a little bit um but not that i'm excited much. at, the, at the, the the idea of this deep lore that i still won't understand right <laughs> we're gonna explain I mean, everything right over my head at the very least yoshida-san did say some mechanics are crazy please do your best which always like, makes me really excited exactly. because like i think yeah. they've been They've been knocking it out of the park with the unique mechanics, especially yes. with Regine and like a lot. Of, we've gotten some actually surprising different mechanics that even if, you know, when you figure them out, they're not too bad or things like right. that. They still definitely caught me off guard in a good way. So yeah. I'm hoping that we get to see some more mm -hmm. of that. And I'm sure we will coming into this next one. There were yeah. some really good things in this last 24 man, even with the like hallway dodging. I thought that was really yeah. creative with the, you know, the ads. So that'll be neat to see. Yeah, I mean, as as much flack as I give the near raids, they have had some really great mechanics. Uh, they've been mechanically fun, um, so mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure that this will will still have you know deliver uh, on that front. So uh, I also really John. enjoy running them with my friends who really mm -hmm. really love near. I have a couple mm -hmm. of friends who are oh there you go in love right with the game yeah and and just going through and just hearing their little. <gasps> As we're going through, is so good. It's just so mm -hmm. wonderful to to like feel. You get to the boss fight, like, like in their happiness, giant child. And they're like, "Oh my god!" You're like, "I have no idea what's going on right now." <laughs> yeah. Uh, job adjustments. Jobs will be adjusted mm -hmm. in this patch. Who knew? But Surprise. what they were saying is that nothing mm -hmm. that wild is going to be yes. done, right? Yoshi. So obviously, Yoshi P was saying that they are already working on the 6.0 changes, but mm -hmm. right around this time. Yeah. At least it's going to be very minimal. They yeah. called out two classes in particular. Was Warrior one? Uh, I thought I'm so, back. yeah. I'm looking back. Job yeah, balance so. summary here. Warrior and Dragoon. So yeah. they're doing some buffs for both Warrior and Dragoon on places that feel insufficient. And all major changes are going to be reserved for 6.0. So mm -hmm. Yeah. We have a whole expansion yeah. coming. So uh, that's that's where all the things are going to go. Hold on. We talked, hold about, on. we talked about job adjustments too much. So now they don't give us the details. So, it's what we got to do. We're yep. in the punishment box for a while. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> it was yeah. People were getting too uh, aggro about it. Yep. Uh, nice to Yoshi P, so he'll tell us again. Mm -hmm. Season 18 will end. Season 19 will begin. Uh, this one was interesting. A pricey new mount will be available to purchase in-game using Gil. Several mounts. We saw at mm -hmm. least two previewed. They yeah. Are Mm -hmm. One was the Namazu mount, except it's it's the same one that you get from the Namazu, the Washaway. Yeah, but it's all gold. It's yeah. gold, and it's like okay. it's it's weird though because when the Namazu are gold, they look more yellowy and they look like they're sick. I do. 
I have to agree with you. I think they did a terrible job on color. Like, I didn't think when I first saw it, and my wife's like, they all look like they have some kind of, like, disease. Jaundice. They're jaundiced. Uh, Yeah, and I'm like, like, you're not wrong. They're Hmm. lemon yellow. And isn't there even from from one of the treasure hunts, there's a golden Namazu that has an actual, they look like they're metal, like golden metal. Yeah. So yeah, somebody, I'm, somebody I'm clicked not, the wrong dye color when they were painting the Namazu or something. I don't know. I'm not totally sold on the lemon pea colored. <laughs> yeah, uh, the not other one color. was the uh, the Great Serpent of Ronka Mount. That was also like a yellowy gold uh, kind of mm-hmm. yeah thing. So I, I pass. Know. Now the one thing with this that I am holding out hope for is that some little part of my soul has always been just a little bit bitter. That I didn't get <laughs> from the doggos a golden Okami mount. Mm. Instead, mm. we got the Foxy Lady mount. And so I couldn't help but wonder if some of this was them maybe hearing community feedback not only about not having anything in game to really spend large amounts of gill on. And they did say that these will not be just like one or two mil, they're gonna be supposedly significantly more than that. Right. <laughs> Whatever that means, don't mm. know. But uh I think maybe it's a mixture of that we don't have things to spend gill on, and then yep. also yeah, that was I my first thought. The, like golden version of things. So I'm wondering what all kinds of mounts they're gonna, because I'm assuming they're gonna just be reskinning since we didn't see any new ones. But who knows? Mm-hmm. But there, like, there were two on the hot bar. There was like oh. the the antelope and like the gazelle. Mm. Oh, I missed ones. those. Were they were they gold or regular? They were regular, so there was like the the blue one, and then there was like the striped horned one. Ooh, my friend is one of that since one point oh. Yeah, well, he's gonna be happy. Yeah, yeah it's our uh, wow bonus or whatever. Uh, wow got one of these last expansion, and it was I don't know how much gold it was, but it was a lot. So you know they just do this to get the gold out of the the. Um, Which is the weird economy. because it's yeah, I, I, they haven't really been doing that for no nope. ever. It's a little <laughs> right. bit late for that. So these better yeah, be really it, good. It feels really odd to just now be doing something to mm-hmm. to, to to pull Gil out, but I mean, I'm happy about it. Yeah, it's I good. like that there there is something there, and that it's not something that you have to either you know farm for a million years to try and get RNG, or mm-hmm. you know it, we've talked a lot about the fact that there does need to be more in the game that I think you can just spend Gil on that isn't incredibly difficult to obtain housing, you know. Yeah. So doing stuff like this is good. But I agree that for it coming so late, it really does feel like, and for these, I mean, I, for whatever reason, am imagining them being 20 mil or something, right? And if that's the case, they better be good, you know? Mm-hmm. They better look real good. And, not like, song. and not like contagious Namazu. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, what do you want to write? Like no, the, I'm good. I'll walk. It's... They need like the orchestra version of Primal Songs. That you have to spend real money on for the orchestrian roles. I mean, they already have that, though. Hmm. No, like on, on the mount. Oh, on the mount. Yeah, the music. Gotcha. Because each mount hmm. has music. That's true. Um, Where were we? The next Leviathan. Unreal Trial Leviathan. is going to be Leviathan. So in case uh, having Shiva as the first Unreal Trial... <laughs> with Eden uh, wasn't enough overlap. And then having Titan, uh, now we're also going to get Leviathan. Please look forward to it, I, I guess. This. I was like, 
-hmm. Maybe because I think you guys said Ramu, right? I was hoping. I was hoping. I was hoping for for anything that wasn't 2.0 Prime. Yes. But no, no, no. I was like, okay, the next most annoying one, Leviathan. So that's what it's going to be. Here Mm -hmm. he is. Yep. You guys remember Spumes? Yep. Spumes. Targeting the right one. Oh, healers have to stay away from each other. Yeah. <gasps> spumes is the worst word. It's I think it's worse spume. than moist. I think it's terrible. <laughs> wow. Spume. Spume. It's terrible. So I'm not looking forward to this. One. Now I want a worst word power ranking. All I can think of now is that that scene in Wayne's World where he's like, if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna spume, spume in this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Worst word power ranking? What else is on the list? I mean, you know, people don't like moist. They, they don't like spume. I mean, people, there, there's a lot of those. Uh, I don't know why, but I remember someone who's like, I don't like Ralph for, for Ralph. vomiting. And I'm like, I don't know Ralph. why that's a, Ralph. <laughs> Maybe because it's too onomatopoetic, which is a word that I love. That's not going to be on the worst word ranking. But. Yeah. My husband I... Ralph wouldn't remember our anniversary unless right. there was a beer <laughs> named June 2nd. <laughs> I'm fine with these. You know, the Unreal Trials, I think, in a sense, are fun because it brings back nostalgia. And it is great to see some of those fights with their actual mechanics again. Mm -hmm. But I just find that I can't get myself that excited about it. I'm not sure why. I mean, I guess it's just because I've done all those minimum eye levels. I I have not actively sought a group to do any of them. Yeah. And the rewards and stuff so far, again don't feel like they're the kind of thing where I've really felt compelled to. It really hasn't felt as though they have that one reskinned mount and then a couple other things. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, yeah, if they had told us kind of like with the other primals where it was, you know, uh, oh, yeah, well, if you do all of these, then you're going to get a new fancy thing that looks like, you know, then maybe I would do them all and try to farm mm-hmm. each of the mounts. Or, But well, it has just kind of been laid back. For- what if the next mount is a shiny doggo? A new shiny dog. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, th- I think I think the, the larger part of it for me is I haven't really cared about Wondrous Tales since, like, the beginning of Stormblood. Because mm. um, it was that kind of Heaven's Word content, right? And the thing is, you know, the, the, the dog for this is, like, right next to it. And I just, I don't go there anymore. It's not really stuff that I actively do anymore. Right. And so it's just kind of like this, this you know, little forgotten corner of the world. So, I you know, unless they can do something where you know we don't have to go to idleshire and it's just in your you know one of the things that they're doing and this is it's jumping ahead just a smidge i forget where it's, it shows up on our list here but they're going to add it so you can get achievement items from the achievement list now like yeah. do that kind of thing with the wondrous tales with with the the unreal stuff and you would probably get at least a little bit more people doing it i think mm-hmm. what they could do that would be so great for that is a lot of other mmos have some sort of interface that pops up and you know there are certain uh with your hunt logs and things you know there are things that you can go to and look at and see what the weekly reset is but it would be so nice if kind of like how when you go into certain zones now it'll say you know here's your zone list or it'd be so nice if when you logged in you got a little something and maybe you could choose to disable this if you wanted but it just said you know here are the weekly resets and it was you know here's wondrous tales for the week here's this here's this here's this and if you wanted to you could just start doing it right off of that screen Mm -hmm. you know and then you could almost see 
what you had completed and done. And I think that would kind of put it more in people's faces because people do still run Wondrous Tales sometimes. They still do Unreal because there are certain things that sometimes if you're super lucky, you can get that you can sell for yeah. a lot of stuff or, you know, it, and that's fine. But I agree in that it feels kind of out of the way. It doesn't really feel like something that when I log on comes to mind for me all that much. Some of it is really annoying to do. So it just kind of, it kind of falls to the wayside. But if I th had that kind of interface that popped up and said, hey, these are things that you could do this week, something might catch my eye. A reward mm -hmm. that's on there mm -hmm. might catch my eye. And then I might go, ah, anybody want to do Wondrous Tales this week? You know, it, I just think that'd you be can, nice. You can do Wondrous yeah. Tales by yourself, though. I, mean, I know. A lot of these, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and I think a lot of it, too, is that idea of, I mean, look, you know, we're, we're coming up. The game has been around for a while. There's a lot of systems you know, stacked on some things that came out that kind of maybe replace something in terms of like relevancy. Mm -hmm. And so you just have a whole bunch of stuff and it's just, you know, it's like, like I said earlier, it's that, you know, forgotten little corner of the game. Um, Back in my day when we did raiding, we had to go out to the area to enter. We had to check mm -hmm. the little teleport out in Fanalan. Sometimes um, people wouldn't show up and you had to remind them to come out. Mm-hmm. Go back but... to bed, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, Grandma. We had to enter turn three go by going uphill in the snow both ways. <laughs> I, as a footnote, do love the change that you mentioned, though, Fusion, because, again, that was not a quality of life thing that I was expecting them to address or yeah. do. But it makes so much sense. Like, why don't you just get the hey reward? cool i got this you achievement get... done i get this yeah. item where i don't have the why won't it you have to go talk to this random ass guy in credania oh <laughs> okay new players don't even know so, that poor man exists exactly is it just gonna no. pop into your inventory or are you gonna hit like a button and then it'll pop into your inventory and it looks like there might I be a button go get it Good. Yeah, I think you, you claim it from the menu i don't um, want stuff yeah. to just fall into my inventory i haven't claimed so many of those things because i don't want them right Rook is over there. It's like, choice. yeah, that's the last thing I need for my inventory. It's just things right. dropping into it. <laughs> it's already bad enough that they added that thing, which is good in one sense, but bad in the other sense, where when you're in certain dungeons, you just get a piece at the end that is for mm -hmm. your class. Because now I sit there and I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean my armory is full? And then I go mm -hmm. to it and I'm just sitting there going, where yes. did all this garbage come from? And then you move it to your inventory and you don't trade it in for seals and like one of your four blocks is just random ass equipment. Yep. You're like, why do I even have this? Like what? Do you have your stuff to set to fall directly into your armory or does it fall into your inventory first? I think it falls Mine directly into my armory. You should yeah. you should switch to your inventory. Then yeah. you'll always be able to be like, ah, this. And then Yeah, then... But, but then you have to tell it to go from the items into the it's just you can't yeah. win. It's a no yeah, win scenario. But you won't get your armory full and yeah. if your inventory gets full and that stuff drops into your inventory, it'll automatically go into your armory. You won't it won't hit the ground. Yeah. But here's the thing though, both my armory and my inventory is basically at max right yeah, now. I also correct. have an entire yeah. Yeah. I have an entire page just full of die because I cannot for the life of me relinquish all the dies that I might use on a whim at some point so you just you might want page, that for a screen you don't know the you first page know. of my my fc bank is all dies any mm -hmm. anybody can use them that way they don't get wasted i'm like everybody these dies that i put in here use them or don't i'll use them if you don't but they won't get wasted mm -hmm. it's so bad i wish that there was a button you could hit that just said i'm good thanks i don't need <laughs> the loot to drop thank you very much but i appreciate <laughs> you <laughs> yeah 
That or, would be or, a, or a button mm-hmm. to uh, just take like all the uh, not gear set items you have that can be exchanged for Cran Company seals and just be yes, like, just do it. Take them. Hey, don't everything. Just shove them across the table. Like I don't want them anymore. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's like you said, Fusion. There are so many places to go to to do things in Final Fantasy fourteen, and seeing them consolidate some of this into the achievements. You know, for example, right? But even some of the things that they've done recently to consolidate some of the major areas where, you know, tombstone gear now, those vendors, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. that's such a huge help. Because as it is, yes, if I was just giving people advice, especially like newer players and things who are still leveling up their grand companies, who are still trying to get gil, or even just, you know, players that might want to know what they could do with all this stuff, I would say to them, you know, yes, take all the gear from all these dungeons, then go to the Dome and Enclave, sell it to your max, you'll earn some money, then take it over to the Grand Company, exchange some seals, maybe someday you'll buy yourself something nice. Would you like to go over here? I would tell people to do all of this. But the thing is, I'm too lazy to do it. I don't right. want to go teleport to the Dome and Enclave. I'm already mad I have to teleport there and go Boja to go mm-hmm. to... I always I mean, it's off. right there. It's on the way. That's like whenever I do, I do Gongos, I'm like, all right. I'm going to take two seconds. As I walk over there, I split my whatever Allegan pieces, stack a 40, trade it in, and it, it takes, like, no time. These big brain strats, it's too much for me. Can't do it. So <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. I will. I, I have my free teleport set to Limsa Limsa. My mm. house is in the mist. So I teleport free to Limsa Limsa, use the Aetherite to go to the mist and walk up to my house rather than just spending 250 gil to teleport directly to my house. I mean, wow. That's smart, though. That's smart, though. (laughs) Zen's like the gill pincher over here. Like, every gill that she can save. I've been playing this game for this version of. Nope, I can include 1.0 because that gill transferred Mm -hmm. over. I'm playing this game for 10 years. Think of how much gill I have saved. Not 250 gill teleporting to my house. It's it's gill versus time. You know, some Mm -hmm. people people have less time. I mean, look, I'm not spending this gill on anything else. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. (laughs) Like, you know, we're talking about in Raid, like, everybody remember your consumables. And I'm like, dude, I don't even play this game and I have enough money for consumables. Like, it's all good. Yeah, it's not such a big deal. But it is something if you're trying to optimize it, you can absolutely do it. Oh, yeah. 110%. But going all the way back to (laughs) Unreal to wonder if you know, <laughs> oh yeah we were, we were talking, talking about, about that we were weren't we going all the way back right i do think there is something to be said about making these kinds of things more accessible and it feels yeah. like they kind of did unreal to again bring people back to where wondrous tales is and maybe make them do that too while sure. they're there because it's right next to it but exactly like you said it still does not feel convenient enough or like something that again i don't know has enough rewards or things to really get me excited on the other hand you know I do really appreciate these fights the way that they were originally. And I do think there's a lot of really foundational stuff that they kind of teach about the game that is really helpful for other people later who might want to get into extreme primals, who might want to keep working on things. So I absolutely advise the people to do these. I'm trying to, I'm going to throw together a group and just try and blast through Titan real fast because I've done it on minimum eye level. We used to do that for raid tryouts where (laughs) for like learning progression raid parties, we try to teach people Mm -hmm. Titan unre- or just Titan normal, but on minimum eye, uh, eye level in extreme, I guess I should say technically. We have so many different labels for things now. Yeah. Normal, hard, extreme, unreal. Um, we would do Titan extreme on minimum eye level and we'd see how fast people picked it up and could do a lot of the mechanics. So it's definitely worth doing. 
But is it something that I think a lot of players are going to be keenly looking forward to? Always? No, <laughs> I no. don't think so. Not right now. Yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, especially with 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 uh, with Wonders Tales, like just with roulettes or I mean, again, there's so much of the stuff you can solo now. Like, you know, it's like do World Eater Extreme or something. You're like, oh, yeah, no problem. Um, there's something to be said for the, the brevity of just going and doing the fight once or maybe twice, though. If you have a group mm -hmm. that's willing to do it on like a schedule every mm -hmm. week. You you one slash two hit it you're done and you don't have to go and do this and this. We and did. This and I, this I and did this. Titan Unreal once because my my raid static was just bored one day. That's it. That's mm -hmm. the only time I've done any of these Unreal mm -hmm. trials. And it's like, all right, that was that was a thing. Right, that was something. Never touched it again. Yeah. The first time was exciting for me, just because it's like, ah, this is just like I remember. Ah, he doesn't disappear after one person hits him. How interesting. Mm -hmm. Because now, if you go in uh, unsynced, even even synced, sometimes after after like hardly any damage at all, he's like whoop, does his little jump, and you're just like, oh well, there goes my opener, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on, crafting and gathering updates. Again. If you like expert recipes, there's gonna be more. Oh no, that means I have to uh, make books. <laughs> uh. Maps that are open via the gathering log will indicate areas where gathering points appear. That's a nice... Just when you thought they were done with the quality of life stuff for crafting and gathering. Man. Yeah, um, they told us about that one last time and we were all very mm -hmm. excited. Uh, a list of fish uh, to be released at fishing holes will be added. So it's... Yeah, I mean, they're just, they keep adding so much good stuff. Like, Which will be nice next expansion because they did it all of it this, this expansion, right? So maybe next... We'll, we'll see what... what what those resources get allocated to for Endwalker. Um, Ishgardian Restoration update. Uh, the wow. Firmament will periodically hold a Skyrise celebration in honor of its restoration. So when this happens, there's going to be uh, fets that happen. So um, these celebrations will happen every two days. And then in a uh, during that 24-hour period, there will be a fet every two hours. So there will be 12 fets per celebration mm -hmm. period. So, like, that's great. For, for leveling more uh more of your your crafters like holy crap yeah. that's gonna be amazing um we'll also get uh count charlemagne du Dardenner for our next uh custom delivery client but does that uh so it says similar to fate so we'll it's probably just something probably similar to what we already had in there uh yeah. when we filled up our little gauge yeah 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 think, that's the exact same thing i think it's thing. great yeah, I yeah. think it's great that they're they're keeping with that. It, it was yeah. unfortunate oh, I, that once uh, the place was finished, that it would just go away. But it's I nice. I made that a it's, typo it's in this. I'll have to fix that later. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. Triple triad update. Um, they'll be adjusting the use of four star cards and decks. Acquisition rates will be adjusted, and a reward will be added for obtaining all of the triple triad cards <laughs> as of five point five five. I hope it's okay. not something that I want. <laughs> yeah. I hope it is something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really hoping that it is something that I want because I actually like the cards. I don't even really play Triple Triad. And I keep thinking mm. I should try to do it a little bit more, especially now that they've done some of the... The, you know, the open tournament stuff they added was is really good. Like, if, if I'm mm -hmm. just kind of on and not doing anything, and I'll, I'll like look at the clock and I'll be like, yeah, I'll go do Triple Triad for half hour. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think it's fun to have, again, something a little bit bonus that drops from stuff that you can get. And I've always been a sucker for just, like, collecting cards or a thing or, you know. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I, like... I don't collect anything. No. Yeah, not even a little bit fusion. You Nothing. don't collect a thing. No, like... no. Mm -hmm. So, so, so barren over here. Bad. Empty shelves. <laughs> but then actually making it worthwhile in some kind of regard, I think, is great. Because... This is something that I know a lot of people who like to collect these cards and, you know, will go through and try and beat every single NPC in the game or who first come across it and they're so passionate yeah. about it. But if you do that for long enough and then you're just kind of sitting there going, well, there's not really anything for me to do for this. Or, you know, I guess mm -hmm. I got everything. Cool. Good job, yeah. me. Great job, Poopin. I'll put a star on myself. I, you know, I did great. Yeah. So it's good to see them actually acknowledging yeah. that collecting this is a thing and then give you different benchmarks where you can get different rewards. Yeah, I mean, and they, they've done this before. It's it's basically, you know, every every so often it's like, okay, now get all of them and we'll give you something. Now get what is all of them and we'll give you something else. Um, like they, they did uh, something similar with uh, orchestrian roles when they first came yeah. out. Um, if you had gotten, I think it was like 50 or whatever, they give you like the, the Ultima Orchestrian role. And then I don't think they did like anything after that, which is kind of a bummer. But I think no, there's a couple so. of, a couple oh, of are there, Did they like add that. more? Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, Explorer mode is going to get an update. So all of the level 70 dungeon, dungeons are going to be added. Um, level sync and Excellent. item level sync can be disabled. And uh, you'll be able to use instruments in Explorer mode now. So if you want to go into... Uh, I don't know. Anywhere. Uh, go and to just, Siren like... Song C? Siren Song C? Be yeah. A Siren. yeah, if you just want to go to Siren Song C and like play, play a tambourine, you can do that. Oh, That's a you thing play that you can do. There, right? Is, are they still... Are people still doing sea shanties or no? I don't know. I don't I don't follow the TikToks. I don't know. Sea but shanties? You go there. Yeah, that was a big thing earlier on in the year. I saw the TikToks. I've always loved yeah. sea shanties, but I didn't even think about doing sea shanties yep. in the Siren Song C. Go do oh. it. So good. Go do it. There you go. <laughs> uh, miscellaneous updates. Get ready. Yeah. This is this is gonna get good. New indicators for bonuses while ocean fishing. That's just the first okay. one. Okay. Cool. We're getting a new instrument added to performance in five point five five. Mm-hmm. Hurdy gurdy. Are we? <laughs> cool. Are we actually? I thought I saw something that said that they weren't able to do that because of development time. Mm. Am I just totally... I, I mean, this was from the live letter yesterday. It was on the thing, so... Huh. Interesting. Yeah, when I was reading one of the translations, I thought I saw something where they said, like, we were hoping to put a new instrument in, but we weren't able to. So maybe they were hoping to do it with the release of 5.5, but then yeah, they weren't able to do it with 5.5. Maybe. That could be. That could be. Somebody did beautiful... say, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody did say, though, during that, um, I think chat said, is it automaton? And apparently uh, <laughs> there was be. a little a little knowing smile that was given on the stream. <laughs> It'd be cool. That'd, That'd be, be hilarious. So, so uh, I, you know, I wouldn't put it past him at this point. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, God, teleporting in Olympus is going to be a nightmare now. Oh, yeah. That's all you're going to hear. That's all. <laughs> yep. Um, I like Big, it. beautiful robot dragon mount. Is going to be coming in if you have all your uh, trial mounts. I need I'm that. still I not convinced by it. I, uh, it's, it's, it's so a, tough. It's a robot and it's a dragon. Like I know. I should love it. I should love it. And it's so big and obnoxious. Same. And I love mounts that are big and obnoxious. But 
I don't know. I just look at it and I just don't feel satisfied and I'm not sure yeah. why. I'd like like a gold alt-roid. Yeah, that'd be cool. Exactly. Yeah. Something yeah. like that was kind of what I was hoping for. <laughs> I, I don't know. Not my, not my kind of mount. I don't know. Yeah, Some people just... are going to love it. Some people yeah. are going to love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah it's um, just that dragon robot. Is just, it doesn't articulate enough for me. It's like, I don't know. It looks like so looks better Power than the, the wolves from, like the from Stormblood. All they do is they just I mean, fly and just go. Exactly, that's what I mean. <laughs> it doesn't it's like doesn't that. move. It's just, just that's what wanna, that's what they look like. I just want to know when Final Fantasy. I love I love the aesthetic. I love the world of Final Fantasy fourteen. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't understand why every time it's like. Oh, let's put an animal in the game. We'll put an animal in the game. Well, we don't have unique animations for the faces. So rather than just keeping it in a neutral face, what if we give it a face that's a little bit like... <laughs> sitting there like... We didn't have to give it what? that. But you're not we, wrong, just, though. But you're, you're not wrong. It's so I'm just ugly. imagining somebody flying on one of their little Okami things. Mouth just wide open, just bugs just flying into it. It's like, yep. buddy, if you close your mouth, you don't have to... He's a dog. Like, he wants to eat bugs. Yeah so uncomfortable and i don't know like what it is i don't know if it's a reference directly to some sort of i don't know artistic style look i have no idea but it is always so uncomfortable the the lion mounts same yeah. thing the dogs mm -hmm. same thing the dragons until they put masks on them same thing that's why they put the masks on them mm -hmm. <laughs> they all look so <laughs> terrible and i just want to know when somebody oh gonna... i have a bad joke are you ready oh i'm ready oh so the dragons, they, they're incestuous. So oh, their boy. children, many oh. years down the line, look like those dragons. Oh boy. Oh, it's a neat I said it was bad. I'm sorry. I'm so glad we're co-hosts together. <laughs> <laughs> At you. <laughs> terrible, terrible joke you made today. Wow. I'm sorry. It's okay. Sorry. It's all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... So okay. anyway, new prizes will be available at the Gold yeah. Saucer if you want uh, yeah. Jaundice Namazu. Yeah. Well, I don't think I, I don't know. Namazu are coming from the Gold Saucer. I don't know. I mean, they're They mentioned gold. Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Yeah. Which is mm -hmm. finally, it looks like, going to be put back mm -hmm. into the game so people can get it. Yeah. I believe, actually, I believe okay. that Yoshida-san clarified that in a follow-up interview. I'm okay. compiling all that of the would, information yeah, so. that I've stored that up. Would be good. I think in a follow-up interview, he confirmed that Rainmaker hair is going to be one of them. So, Which finally, yeah. finally, one one less thing people can keep asking for. Uh, yeah, we're getting through that list slowly, slowly. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, hot bar slots. But we'll always be... want new things. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> can now be saved when editing an active set of blue magic, uh, blue mage actions. Oh, thank okay. God! Yay! Yeah. For the people that Thanks. do that, yeah, that'll be, that'll be very nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. Oh, um, ooh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and this this one was a weird one. I'm really curious what the underlying issues or, or future content is for this. Collision detection will be updated. Yeah. Worried. He went into it a little mm. bit. And yeah, housing stuff. Uh, yeah, it may f not be floating. Be careful. Worried. Very yeah. worried. Yeah. If they're doing this just to, like, unfloat housing items... Ugh. Uproarious. No. Uproarious. no, 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 no. It's for the orbs, yeah. Yes, to confirm, in 
the interview and in, in what he was okay. talking about the live letter, he did say that they know and acknowledge that players use glitching techniques to float. He yeah. said that because of that, they've tried to really work around it mm -hmm. so that it hopefully mm -hmm. shouldn't yeah. actually impact things too much. But he did say that there is a probability, a decent probability, that there will be certain things that are affected and that yeah. if they are, so if you're somebody who has a housing design, maybe you've commissioned one, maybe you did it yourself, anything like that, go into your houses after this update, check to see if anything is out of place. And if it is, they said to submit a ticket and let them know what was affected and or like how you did it. <laughs> and yeah. then um, they're going to be trying to work through the system to... Uh, fix those things so there yeah. may be things that you yourself have to move back or you know whatever it is but they do want to know what was affected and why so that they can then work around it i mean obviously the big hope is that at least with this if they're working on some of these systems and mm -hmm. the collision and stuff maybe in the future we see the next step which would be to make it so you didn't have to glitch everything to just put it and float it somewhere <laughs> but right. that's not the case right now so they yeah. are aware of it and they tell everybody just to take a look, double check it, and then let them know so that they can, on their side, fix things so that whatever glitch you've used isn't suddenly rendered incomplete. Right. So they can, like, re-un-break fix. Yeah. I That's at least word. figure out what happened to it yeah. and then go, okay, all right, well, we can fix that in the future, you know. You'll probably have to refloat it in a different way, but hopefully if they had to change I, it again, I feel it like, ultimately, wouldn't it just be easier to make it a float option? Instead of like, okay, which glitched thing got unglitched that we need to then re-glitch? Just let I mean, us float housing objects. I mean, objects. hopefully they're doing it, and they just have mm -hmm. to unravel the spaghetti code first, right? Maybe. Yeah, it, it's Maybe. probably that things That's have to sit on other things and they're like you can't it literally can't be floating except for like these specific items and they're gotta open it to everything and then retest gotta it gotta butter knows? up them noodles slide yeah. them apart there was an yeah. attempted translation of yeah <laughs> of the more technical in-depth discussion about yeah. how things like this work and from what I understand of the attempted translation, which was not, it was a little bit, is a little spicy in some spots because it's a little bit difficult to sort yeah. of relay a lot of this. But from what I understand, it has something to do with the way that Final Fantasy as a game communicates information. So like your position or like things positioned in space, like I believe are recorded on your end and then sent to the actual like servers and games, which causes like, this is partly why they're doing two, some of these things to mitigate delays or issues or yeah. like weird lag where like you're moving Server and tip. stuff. Yeah. 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 Or like you might be jumping around because there is this like extra delay in how that information is communicated, which I assume also probably puts more, I don't know, communication burden overall, just sort of as it like transfers down and the, the chance of delay or, or issues is greater. So I'm not exactly sure how all of that ties into the housing and I'm not a programmer or right. anything myself, but I think some of it does have to do with the way that like information is recorded and then sent and how that can affect where things are in space. But should they just put something in from a convenient standpoint for players to be able to do this? Yes, because it, mm -hmm. it is a huge part of the game, but housing mm -hmm. has its own huge list of issues. So whatever is causing some of these yeah. problems... And if you'd like to hear about those issues, listen to any of the <laughs> episodes from the last year. I'm sure we, yeah. we've talked about them. Yeah. Um, let's see. Save Before the Queen updates. Yes. There were there were new housing pieces. 
Yes. Yeah. So um. So so the, the 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 there's there's two big ones, kind of kind of three. Literally um, the, big. The first the first one that was really interesting to me. There's a new like a like a house glamour. Yeah. And it's drastically different than anything we've we've seen. There's like steps that go up to the the balcony and like it's it's pretty pretty crazy just yeah. how different it is from everything um which is really cool to see um the second one is i think he called it like a projector uh i i will spend money on the, i will if i have to give you $20 on the mog station to right. get an amarat projector i will <laughs> it's so um, big and like if if you look at houses at all or if you you're into designing your own uh, yeah. You see people all the time try and take the picture frames and, like, put them behind things to make it look like there's a scene outside of their window. And this right. particular thing is going to make that so easy with so fewer items, and I'm ready for it. Mm -hmm. Because it's an animated image of various locales, so it actually looks like things are happening outside, and you can see them through the window. Like, That's I great. love it. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Thank you. I will I this will put thing... Amarat on all my walls. Like, I, I just... Love seriously like that this oh thing my God. this the thing that fusion said earlier with the stairs up to the balcony and the fact that they are trying to while fixing something keep something broken so that we can keep doing our housing glitches yeah it's just uh, more testament to the fact that they do listen so if you have exactly. a problem yeah. with the game speak yeah. up yeah this new black it kind of seems like a blacksmith themed kind of house shenanigan yeah. it's very ish guardian obviously yes, but there exactly. are these different it's like a like a like a smithy Kind of, a, kind of a shop, yeah, yeah, and there's there's already like um, I forget it's like a armor crafting or a blacksmith kind of uh, exterior. Yeah. I I have it. I can't remember what exactly mm -hmm. it's called, but I have it. But this is 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 another one. It's more a little more cottagey. It's, uh, um, it's like the machinist uh, place in Ishgard. Mm -hmm. it, it to me, it's almost exactly like what you would see, right? It it's yeah. not that building because that building is just brown. And it's all stone. It's yeah, yeah. But, it's but, it's yeah. Definitely a different exterior than we've seen yeah. before, which is which is really cool. I mean, everything usually, if there's anything different, like shape wise, it's like because there's like a giant carbuncle on a pole yeah. somewhere or something, right? But this one has like steps on it, and like that's that's really cool. Like that's I, I feel like that's kind of opening up a lot of possibilities for, yes. for what this stuff can look like now. For sure. And it makes me really excited about not only us getting different things like this that really vary up the kind of feel of houses, but also maybe at some point even getting these like larger scale additions that you could freely kind of place or move or that would change the appearance of the outside of your house without having to take up, you know, a million yard slots or right. things like that, which would be great. And they yeah. also showed, uh, just to kind of ramble off some of the other ones, additional things that look like smithy stuff so um about like an armor table and you know you've got the armor stand which we've already had and blacksmithing things and this sort of forge they showed us this big open book that looks yeah. kind of fun for spell casters it, it or... reminds me of um crap not demon wall but like the the demon book uh yeah. whatever whatever dungeon that i think it's that book yeah it's kind I could, of like i that. could be mistaken but I think um, that's the book. There's also a sort of, it looks like a, a spool, like where you'd like wind yarn around, kind of like a spool table that's really mm -hmm. big. There's a, the shark plushie, is that something that already exists in the game that they just put no, on top No, that's of the right. Table? There's, there is, there's a beautiful little shark plushie. It's a little shark plushie. You can just sit it right on your table. It's so cute. It's 
there's like a violin display so case soft. that would be great for musicians yeah. or you know um people who might be creating instruments or crafting instruments there's also and this one i was so excited about for any of our apothecary role players it looks like there is mm. now a large-scale wall of jars that yeah. you can get as opposed to having to float 5,000 of those little potion things. Just a big old it. shelf of jars. I mean, that way, you know, you can get the serum to Richard before he dies. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it looks like maybe a new painting, <laughs> new food things, a tabletop thing that's like a basket that has apples. There's a yeah, bunch yeah. of new stuff. And yes, this animated window, I think, is really the game changer. But that's tables, oh, mushroom lamp. So yeah, cool. there's a lot of little things and i was surprised to be completely honest how many new furnishing items are coming right. oh there's like a little beer it looks like a little beer advertisement standy mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah. oh yeah, yeah 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 i saw that um every in the chat says i wonder uh regarding the projector uh if this will allow us to watch events in game someday um i, I honestly i don't think that the game has the the, the infrastructure to do that but but holy shit if they could let us use a projector in a house to watch fan fest yeah it would be awesome that's that's be like good. that's the housing end game that's that right is there. beyond nerdery i think yeah. <laughs> i mean i i mean i've seen streamers not, not in a bad way not in a judgment okay way. okay mm. okay I've seen streamers in particular who will do things where they create a fake green screen in a house using, you know, the various green tones yeah. and yeah. and things. Yeah. Yep. And then they'll like put up a stream where everybody's sitting in like the living room looking at it. And then on their end, they can put over right. you know, footage of an yeah. event or something, which is a cute and fun idea. And also something you can do just for funsies if you want for friends. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, Fort, Fortnite has done, I mean, Fort, Fortnite ran some like Christopher Nolan movies. <laughs> in game. Yeah. Um, uh, Fantasy Star Two, uh, Fantasy mm -hmm. Online Two, uh, does does something similar. Uh, I mean, so it's, it's not impossible, but I, you know, again, that, that wonderful code that makes up Final Fantasy Fourteen. I, I can't imagine that they would be able to do it for like everybody's individual house, but maybe we could see something like a a theater introduced into mm -hmm. the game where you could go and people could actually like file in or something. That'd be fun. Yeah, and, you know, and it's it's funny because we talk about how like nerdy that would be, but you know they also have, and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit in more detail. You know, there's like FanFest uh, G post filters and stuff that are coming out. So, yeah. um, you know, especially this year of all years, right? To be able to like watch a FanFest like with your free company or something that would yeah. be really cool. But would be nice, uh, you, and you still can, just not a game. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right, that'll take it's us always into... more fun with friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our save the queen updates. Uh, so we're going to get our new battlefield, Zadnor, which sounds like an alien planet from, like, an early, like, 60s sci-fi movie. Yeah. I Definitely. am from Zadnor. What's that movie? Uh, sounds almost the same with, uh, crap. Sean Connery. Or something. Something like that. Sean Connery. Oh. He's got, like, the, the terrible red bondage outfit. I have no idea. I'm going to look it up. Um, the pictures of I this, know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it now. The pictures of this, minus the uh, Sean Connery that's weirdly in the screenshots in a yeah. red sort of bodysuit. Uh, the pictures look really cool. God, I if we really... did custom episode images. <laughs> <laughs> Zardoz. Really like, oh, I've never even heard of that. Nope. It is a no. weird movie. It's a very weird movie. <laughs> What's the inspiration really... for this area? Yeah, yeah it's the inspiration. <laughs> 
<laughs> I really like that kind of in contrast to the battlefield vibe, this one does feel more natural, sort of like uh, Eureka. But mm-hmm. obviously there are still places and we've got this kind of big airship in the background. And I, and, I, and I think that's going to be our new uh, Castrum equivalent. Um, I could see that for sure. Yeah, so um, this will be the final chapter for Save the Queen. Um, the resistance cap is going to go from 15 to 25. Um, obviously, with this new area, we'll have new critical engagements and new skirmishes. Um, and then they say the, the Dalriata um, is a new large-scale assault. Max of 48 players will be added. I'm, I'm, that's probably the airship. That's probably the airship. Um, elements of progression beyond rank 25 will be implemented. Uh, I wonder if that's not going to be similar to just like the gear upgrade stuff that we had with with Boja and with Delibram. Um, a means to increase mount speed will be added. Um, skirmishes and critical engagements will be adjusted for fewer participants. They're already trying to, to make it a little bit uh, accessible once it starts to die out. <laughs> um, availability of large-scale assaults like Castrum uh, will be adjusted. Um, which will be, I'll be curious to see if they make it happen more, probably happen more would be my guess. Cause that, you know, I think yeah. that's the only reason people are going into Boja nowadays is for Castrum. Yep. Um, the chance of being selected for duels will now increase upon uh, non-selection. So if you don't get picked, you got a better chance the next time, I guess that's nice. Right. Um, and then again, you know, just that, that prep of, of old content, right? Uh, Delbrum Savage will now be adjusted to allow between 24 and 48 participants so if you don't have that full 48 you can still go in um, i wonder what that does to the difficulty right yeah i'm wondering too if they're going to have a version that's 24 that's yeah. maybe more balanced mm-hmm. that damage output I, that's a good question because you know wow does it with flex raids and you know there's there's some scaling there and there's some points where Mm-hmm. Honestly, some people are told just leave. No, you, you make the DPS requirement higher. We can't. No, we need twenty. You know, we need thirty people instead of thirty-one because you being here makes it so that we can't kill it. I hope that it, they don't scale it that way. Me too. Yeah. It's terrible. I didn't even realize how much that was kind of. It's on a, one hand, it's not a problem because it flexes yeah. and adjusts, but on the other hand, especially when it comes to like having people that might be trying content or might be part of your guild or might be like part of this. I've been watching my partner uh, raid in WoW, and I couldn't yeah. believe it the first time they told me that, yeah, their raid lead that night had been like, yeah, well, if any of you dip below, you know, X, Y, or Z DPS threshold, you're not even worth being here, so you'll leave, mm-hmm. and then it'll be easier for us. And I was like, I get numerically why this is a thing, but what a hostile environment. And they had some crazy. huge issues. Like, they had people who, yeah, like, came into raid with their partner or something, or whoever their significant other was, and then that person got kicked without even being told, and then, you know, they're up in arms and every it's so terrible. So, I don't know what they're gonna do. I kind of envision them doing something where you can either queue as 24 yeah. or 48, yeah. but I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, you know, with with the idea of, you know, these Unreal Trials and stuff, you know, we've, we, we've been kind of wondering, like, are they working on you know, is this kind of a test to see if they can scale content or, mm-hmm. you know, 
maybe i mean this would be you know potentially another kind of test for for bigger content i will just have to right. kind of wait and, and see how it works um with modern mmos you have to be able to flex because getting 20 the 48 people is kind of difficult well and and i you know it, it it takes me back to when we had uh the second fan fest with the ultima weapon trial right um where it was a 24-man trial and then the patch came out, and it was like, oh, no, it's just like, if you flag this quest, he shows up in, in Dunskythe. And we're like, but it was a trial. And he's like, no, why did mm -hmm. you think that? Because you had us play a trial at FanFest. <laughs> what do you mean, why did we think? Well, it's like, yeah, but if it's like a 24-person trial, like, that's going to suck for cues. That's kind of what this is-ish. Yeah. I'm glad that they're working on it. This is this yeah. is progress, and I'd love to see how it scales, right? Yeah. And I mean, they and get it's, it right, yeah. they're good. And I yeah, mean, and to be fair, there is still a very active Discord even for things yeah. like Baldessian Arsenal. There yep, are still yep. Baldessian Arsenal groups that are running. So I do think that Final Fantasy XIV as a community will do these things if the prestige or interest or feel or rewards are good enough. You know, mm -hmm. if it feels like this is something unique that they can specialize in and they can get other people into and that they can sort of make the backbone of what they want to run or accomplish. I absolutely think that people will still do it. It, Yeah, it just kind of depends on the scaling, and it depends, again, on how kind of long-term, I think, the payoff for doing it is. Does it feel mm -hmm. as satisfying? Is it working your way through all of Eureka to just manage right. to claw your way through Baldessian? I don't know. I don't know if it's going to motivate people in the same way, but it's a cool piece of content. I mean, Ivory's got it in the chat. Osmo Mount is just that cool. Yeah, really. It, it is, really and is. I don't think the Cerberus Mount is cool enough to really make people... What? Really? I think. Yeah, I'm crazy really about the Cerberus mount. mount. I like it a lot. Okay. I think it's cool. I don't dislike the mount, but yeah. I think as far as something that right, like when you look at the actual mounts themselves, right, the Osma mount is so neat. It not only changes like changes shape, but it's completely unique to almost any other mount visual in game, mm -hmm. and the reflections on it are actually unique as well, and it is this like big. I don't know, just very obvious epitome of a mm -hmm. thing. It has that kind of like ring effect around it. It's really neat. Whereas the Cerberus mount, while cool, doesn't actually really tie into the theme of the content. It doesn't really have special... I don't think it has special graphics or additional things that it does, does it? It's four-person. Yeah. Oh, it's four-person. Okay, yeah. there's yeah. that. There's that. I don't know. I like it more. Interesting. Okay. I mean, that's totally fair. I would have preferred, I think, the Queen's Chair. I think that would have been. Yeah. Really that's surprising that that wasn't a mount. Yeah, that's that seems really weird to me. It's I always mean, interesting how how wildly our opinions vary on mounts <laughs> of all things, right? Robot Dragon. No, no, no. Robot Dragon is the best thing ever. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean there's also the face of the Cerberus too. Like you were saying, Rook. Like it's stuck. The face of the Cerberus. The faces of the Cerberus. Even Not if each great. of the different, like if each of the different heads had had their own kind of animation that they did periodically, mm -hmm. like a little fake, even that I think would have been something fun. Or you could do, I don't know, a mini, like a minimizing effect on somebody where if they sure. like they spit a puddle on the ground and then they run in it and they'd go. Oh, and then... So we like Ozma because it doesn't have a face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, part of it. Maybe. Sure. Well, I think Ozma's just distinctive. Mm -hmm. Ozma as a boss yeah. design as well is something that again compared to the whole he's, game is he's, very different. I think if you <laughs> if you took if you took all the mounts and just like put them in a row, I'd look at Ozma and be like, oh that one looks like it's from something cool. If I saw Cerberus, I'd look at that and then I'd look at like the Behemoth mount from the 2.0 collector's edition and I'd be like, eh. 
Mm. I don't know. It's, I, it's same same I, vibes. It's personal preference, of course. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. why they define a variety of different things, because different mm -hmm. things will appeal to different players. I just think, for me, it personally didn't feel quite as much of a motivator. But I'm sure other people were super, super into it. And I still want to complete the content just because I think the content is cool. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. it is just one of those things where I do wonder if it's going to stay kind of as prestigious right. long term as something like Baldessian yeah. Arsenal, those niche groups that are running it. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting because, you know, one of the other aspects of it, too, you like you have to go to Gungus. You have to talk to the NPC to queue up. Right. I'm curious if they'll ever add that to... Uh, to duty finder um mm. you know it's that idea right of you know again wonders tales it's like oh you got to go over here you got to talk to the people you got to do it just like let me hit a button and queue in and yeah but you know i think i mean right now we're still seeing people do Delibram. um the queues are yeah. still you know pretty pretty quick but you also need like you know a million clears for for your relic weapon too that people are still working on so i'll be really curious um how things mm -hmm. change over time you know it's again it's like that thing with eureka there's really nobody doing it now but every so often you still have people that are, will do a ba run so yeah um i was to... glad this little footnote that you added about uh zetnor that they're not taking away being able to use a mount or anything there's just going to be a way to increase your mount speed yeah a means to increase mount speed is added as i look nice. over it that's yeah. such a relief coming off of eureka Oh, that's just going to be so good. And I think a lot of these adjustments, I'm, I'm actually really excited to see this zone, to see the new content, because I think mm -hmm. that even, one, Boja growing from Eureka has been huge. I think they really did overall with this content have such a good evolution from Eureka. They really addressed a lot of those problems. And even now, the fact that we're seeing in all these notes for the live letter that they're going to be, again, going back and addressing the balance of previous stuff, like... It always felt like with Eureka, it was kind of a, uh, oh, geez, oh, man, oh, yeah, that does suck. Oh, geez, okay, well, we'll I guess we'll fix it. And then, like, months later, it kind of maybe gets addressed, and then even months later, it gets addressed, but then nobody was playing it anymore. Right. So yeah. I think it's really nice to see them, with that knowledge they must have gained from Eureka, to start going, okay, we yeah. know right off the bat that we have to be adjusting things. We had that hot fix to adjust things. We have to make this something that retroactively we can still get people into and working mm -hmm. through. And I think it's worth it because this content mm. is fun and it showcases some unique ideas and some and I, unique new types of content. Yeah. And I think the thing that makes it even more critical for them to be a little bit more on top of that is uh, like, like Eureka had a story, but I think yeah. the Boja story is way better. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, you know, they're like one of the issues um, up until the last patch, right, was, okay, I need to be able to do Castrum to progress the story, but nobody's doing Castrum now. Um, and that was a huge issue. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they need to, to still make, you know, things accessible for people to get through and get these quests done. So, um, yeah, they got to stay on top of it. Mm -hmm. Um. With this, we'll get the final step in the resistance uh, weapon upgrades. Um, so this will come with uh, unlocking Zadnor during 5.55. Um, stats will be slightly better, they say, than those on the Eden's Promise Savage weapons. Mm -hmm. That's similar better. to the face I made. It's like, yeah. excuse me? Yeah, I have mixed feelings about this. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine suggested that um, they're not going to have the ability to meld on them. Maybe. I, I haven't been keeping up with the weapon, so I actually don't have a clue. 
uh, while the Eden ones do. So they might even out to about the same, once, depending on the Once on you get the Delabrum step done, you can actually basically tell it how much of what stat you want. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's like you're naturally melding it rather than being able to put materia in it. So it might even out to approximately the same. Yeah, yeah it'll be close and, enough. And, and, and it'll... it'll, it'll it, yeah, I mean, the thing that's really nice, too, I mean, because you get... Oh, gosh, I forget the number, but you get, like, a hefty allotment of, of mm. points, and you can just put it into whatever. So... Um, you know, if if you maybe don't have your you know your best in slot build, but you know you can tweak a couple numbers in whatever direction, like this is like the perfect weapon, right? Because mm -hmm. you can make it you know whatever you need it but to. Now be. I'm bummed because I was like, I don't care about this at all. It's never as good as the final one, and, and it is, if not better. Well, so now I'm like, oh, guess I should have been doing that when everyone else was. Well, How I many mean, people are still doing it. There's still yeah. time. And the thing is, it's probably i mean tell me if my perspective is just skewed on this because i actually don't know the pandemic mm. makes time feel funny everything makes time feel funny right now so i don't know if this is the case but it seems to me compared to heaven sword compared to eureka the amount of time energy investment and like different uh, just levels and variations and new appearances and things this one feels drastically shorter to me overall and that mm -hmm. whole first step is basically just and maybe this is why that whole first step is basically just null and void if you've got the poetics you know it's like mm -hmm. yeah just do that you're done and so it's kind of strange to me that for what at least has felt like the least amount of time investment is now giving us something that might be the most amount of reward that we've gotten as far as relic weapons go and I don't know exactly how I feel about it. I don't feel bad. I don't ever feel like the kind of person that, you know, believes that unless you're just a serious player, you shouldn't have good things in this game. Like, mm -hmm. it's so dumb. I'm like, whether or not you raid, it doesn't matter. Are you enjoying the world? Are you having fun? Are you playing what you want to play? Playing the game and you are doing great, you know? Mm -hmm. You don't have to do that stuff. And you should still be able to, like, not be left in the dust just because, you know, maybe you couldn't clear E12S or whatever it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So... I don't mind it, but it does feel a little bit strange to me. To me, the thing that I always go to is I, 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 it's complicated, right? I, I basically play MMOs to raid, right? So I want that prestigious kind of feeling to be alongside with raids because they're supposed mm -hmm. to be hard. They're supposed to be, you know, but to me, the relic is basically for people who don't raid or specifically for raiders and no one else, right? Because either you want it because it's better and it's going to help you progress, right? Because you don't, you can't get to E12S yet. Or you want it because you're like, I need a weapon and this is the easiest way I have because I don't raid. But if you get it as a non-raider, you literally have nothing to use it on. That's always the well, thing that always makes me go, wait, okay. But I mean, there's no reason for you to have that's, it. Right? That's literally every ultimate weapon in every game, though. It's I true. beat the big bad. Now I got this great weapon to... Oh, I've already beat the big bad. Like, right. the, well, the way that I see this, right, is if, you, if you're raiding, right, you know, let's say you, you complete, like, you know, you get through, through E12 and you get a weapon, whatever. Like, great, cool, you've done it, you have a weapon, it'll make things just a little bit easier in other content, mm -hmm. right? If you don't raid... Um, you have a casual, right? I mean, it's still a grind. Like it's yeah, still certainly. very much a grind. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but then you know you'll you'll get this weapon and again right it'll make you know dungeons just a little bit better um mm -hmm. whatever but then if you choose to go into raiding which at that point you know it's going to be unlocked a little bit it'll make mm -hmm. things that much smoother for you and i think i i'm okay with that idea like that you know so i it's you know and and you know, in, in another five months or whatever, we'll get an expansion and you'll be able to buy a stronger and you know weapon yeah. than than these from an NPC for like a thousand gills. So <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, Go ahead. I miss how the very first relic was. Uh, I kept up with the very first relic because if you did it quickly, then it was better than your first augmentation step of the weapons that uh raiders were getting. It was worth doing uh, and it did, it did help you progress in raid faster. I wish, honestly, that relic was still worth doing for that yeah. extra damage step up while you were raiding uh, tiers. Uh, having it be better than the tier after you're done with the tier is like, there's this isn't useful to me except now I want it because it's better than what I have. Right, exactly. I, you know, I, I I really like that thought because I mean the idea of like especially with like Final Fantasy, right? That relic weapon, the ultimate weapon, right? That you can get, like it should be good. Like mm -hmm. it, I mean, not that it's not, but like you should, it, it, you know, you should be able to use it to to you know work on stuff and not just be like, okay, well this is uh, now that I have this done, I'll be able to use it in the new expansion for like. You know, up right. to like you know eighty six or something because it's going to be better than dungeon gear. Like it should be more relevant when it's out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like after Zen and Fusion, you've both brought up really good points that I actually I totally agree with. And um, you know, you're right in that Fusion. I'd never really thought necessarily about the fact that something like this could also empower people to get into endgame content mm -hmm. who might not have, which is totally fair. I mean. A lot of times a big hurdle is just your gear and, you know, feeling mm -hmm. as though, oh, well, I can't get into this because I haven't done whatever else and I, I just don't know. And uh, maybe, you know, my numbers are going to be so low because I just don't have the stuff. So having the stuff that then makes it a smoother transition, I think, is really great. I also, though, conversely, totally agree with Zed because as somebody who has been raiding now for the last uh, two, ex you know, two expansions back through Stormblood um, and has been clearing through the tiers, it's been one of those things where... It does feel rewarding as a savage player to get to the end and not just get your fancy mount, but to also go, wow, I put in the effort. We ran this. We we beat our heads against it. We re-cleared it every brutal week until mm -hmm. everybody had their best in slot. And now I'm set. And there is a really good feeling when you come through that, and especially leading into an, like a new expansion where you're just like... I am set, I'm good, I have like one of the best weapons. And while there have definitely been previous relic weapons, I know like Ivory's been saying in chat and things, where yes, there are certain steps at certain times that are actually better than what's mm -hmm. happening with the raid. I do think what Zen brought up about the timing on this one is really big because it does feel weird and it feels weirdly like it's negating that effort to even raid in the first place to some degree where, I mean, of course you're still mm -hmm. clearing it and that's yeah. still prestigious in and of itself which fusion is also why I think that those weapons that come from ultimate, right? Like we talked about with the Ozma mount, the reward there isn't stats. The reward there is the rarity and the special, you know, aesthetic mm -hmm. and graphics yeah. of those weapons, which tells everybody else that can see it, I accomplished this thing. 
So when it comes to these kinds of weapons and, and things, and with relic weapons, right, part of the aesthetic of those weapons or the lore behind those weapons or things like that is part of the prestige reward for just spending mm -hmm. the time on it. But I do believe that with raids, the prestige reward as well comes from overcoming this incredibly difficult content to have what would be considered best in slot. So here at the very end of everything, on one hand, do I think that enabling people to have good gear and, you know, have a good new weapon, even if they haven't been able to raid, is good for going into the new X-Pack? But at the same time, by timing it right where it is so that this new may be better, which again, I think it could just even out. I don't, I don't think mm -hmm. it necessarily mm -hmm. has to be miles ahead, but it does create this energy that I think might be a little bit off-putting for people that, you know, just maybe got their E12S weapon and finally got through those clears and finally got through. And now it's like, oh, well, if I'd run Delabrum a hundred times. Of, well, and, and, and I, and I yeah. think a part of this as well is, again, right, timing. People have been able to get that 12S weapon for a while now, mm -hmm. you know? And so... <laughs> naturally in a game you're gonna get stronger stuff that comes out so you know the the 12s people they've had their time you know depending on how early they beat it or not uh, you know but it's 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 one of those age-old questions about mmos right especially yeah. any mmo that has rating in it that gear has to be very good because there's a lot of things you have to do to do it you sacrifice your time alongside of seven to and other MMOs, 40, you know, 39 other people. So it's like, they have to be really good. That gear has to be really good. But then it serves no purpose because you've already beaten it. But the relic is the same. Like, you get the relic, and what are you going to do if you're not a raider? I'm going to do my experts a little bit faster. So it's 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 really the prestige, and it's really the feeling of the timing that gets that rankles people. Like, I honestly yeah. don't care. I wish I had known it would have been last yeah. step because I would have done it along the way. Yep. Because I, I just assume that, hey, the rating one will be better. But it's, now that I see... It's our fault for assuming you know, that it would be like the last two expansions. Yeah. Right. And the, and the timing is, is the rough part, right? Because, yeah. you know, Rook, like you said, maybe somebody just cleared 12S yeah. and now two weeks, you know, well, this will be 5.55, right? Yeah, but, so. you know, somebody finally gets their thing and then, well, it's just, you know, th that's going to happen. Like, yeah. that's going to be a yeah. thing. So it's going to uh, happen. I don't it's think it's happen. like... I, I'm not angry. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where yeah. it's kind of interesting to break it down because mm -hmm. I think there are going to probably be a lot of mixed feelings about oh, it yes. depending on what those stats end up oh, being. Yeah. And to me, I mean, like, I never mind if other people are empowered to do more, have more. And it's a big selling point for why I talk about Final Fantasy XIV to people because so many times people will ask me, well, if I get into Final Fantasy XIV, am I going to be able to ever get caught up with everybody? I mean, if I want to do endgame content and I get through all the story, is it even feasible for me at this point to do things and get the gear that I need to be able to do that? And so many people get oh, yeah. disheartened because of mm -hmm. other games like World of Warcraft or stuff like that, where, oh my gosh, that endgame level, like the item level cycle and everything, it is so punishing. And there does sometimes, depending on the expansion, come a point where you're like, if I try and get into it now, good luck. Like, mm -hmm, yeah. I, there's very little chance I'm going to be able to do this. But with 14, they've always been really good about empowering players retroactively. And, like, no matter where you are in whatever thing in the expansion, you're usually able to get up, get, you know, geared and get into stuff without too much hassle. It just sort mm -hmm. of depends on whether or not people are still running stuff really actively, you know? But the gearing itself is not prohibitive. Right. So 
that's good and I don't mind it. But I do feel like the timing on this one, particularly with the weapons maybe being a little bit easier to get as far as grind goes with Relic, um, and or more repetitive. I mean, not saying that it's, you know, yeah. again, super yeah. exciting, but like it feels a little bit funky this time around. And I, I kind of feel like they're going to get some, you know, criticism about that if if this weapon really does end up being better significantly in some kind of way. And it's, you know, I, I thought it was really interesting, too, how, how you said that the grind doesn't feel as long with with this one mm-hmm. and and everybody that i've seen you know my, myself included like every time i look at that little counter i'm working on my second one right now and i'm like i think yeah. i'm like four or five out of 15 delburn runs every time i look at the counter i'm just like do it well right right but it's just it just i think just you know it, it's gonna vary per person right but i think a lot mm-hmm. of people right now are just like any kind of grind, they're just they're over it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so which is which on is paper, fair. yeah, maybe it is shorter, but but in in, in here, in, in in our yeah. mind, it's the worst but, thing ever. <laughs> right. And you know, you could get into, and I don't want to, because once again, I don't care about this weapon. I literally only really play MMOs to raid, and I don't care that a weapon outside of raid is better than a raiding one. Whatever, I'll get it too. But the thing is, you start getting people who say, oh, well, I should get it because I had to do this many Delibrams, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how much time is that? Is that more than trying to learn it? Like, let's not try and quantify that, right? Because, yeah. like, if you had to That's learn fair. Savage Rating, like, what are you doing? Three hours a night? Two to four hours a week? That is going to murder Delubrium in a couple of weeks, right? Like, that's way more time investment than this grind. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, every on both sides, people are going to be like, well, it's, it's harder to get this way, or it's more virtuous to get this way. And we got to not do that. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no place for, like, shaming people about this. Yes. Kind of, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. And that always yeah. drives me nuts. I, I get so sick of hearing casual and hardcore tossed around right. as, these, like, vitriolic words. Because when it comes down to it, we're all playing games, and we probably engage with either end of yeah. content to some degree. Exactly. Um, or, you know, are in touch with it. And for me, I'm just like, games are about having fun and enjoying things. And sure, sometimes having fun has different meanings and parameters Mm -hmm. and what you find rewarding versus what just might be something that, you know, you giggled at or you enjoyed or just enjoy doing for funsies. Like, sure, there's a different range in there. But when it comes down to it, every single person that plays this game, supports this game, contributes to the community, contributes to the ongoing development of the game. And it's so important to remember that in these kinds of discussions. I mean, if somebody gets the yeah. weapon one way or another, it literally does not matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, talking about, like, gear and everything like that, like, you don't need this relic to finish E12S. Yeah. People finished E12S with freaking Exarchic gear. gear. Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't for me, matter. For me, right. it's like, I, I preferred when the relic was useful ahead of the raid because mm-hmm. it was yeah. know, something else to do. And it was just that little extra thing that I could do to be better Prepare, for, right. yeah, for my sure. static. Exactly. It wasn't yeah. necessary. I didn't have to do it. I just, it felt good to be prepared, like Charles said, mm-hmm. to do everything that I possibly could, use everything available to be the best that I could. Yeah. Like yeah, no one I, ever was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I think that helped contribute to the content and variety of content too, right? Because you are getting people then more actively into stuff like that while it's being released and happening. So yeah, I think overall, I am excited to see the yeah. end aesthetic on this. Definitely. I kind of wish we'd had 
more cosmetic steps because for me personally i'm all about mm -hmm. having the billion different varieties of cosmetics and upgrades and see how it looks and see what it you know what what is it going to do for my glam what's it going to be mm -hmm. you know how many steps yeah, was this yes but but at the same time i was i was going back and looking at the the 2.0 relic uh, a while mm -hmm. back there's so many steps I was, that's what I was that actually going to say. How many steps is and, this? Like four? And it's like, okay, yeah. now this step, you have like the base one, but it changes color. And then it glows. And then after that, it glows a little bit more. And then after that, it glows slightly different. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, how many of these do we need? Really? You know, like, give me a non-glowy one. Give me a glowy one. Move on to a new uh, one. To be fair, they, they learned from that. They were like, they ah. That was too many. Okay. Yeah. I honestly feel like, for me personally, the most rewarding one was probably Heavensward as far as the variety of appearances, the mm -hmm. variety of tasks you were doing, the interest yeah. of the story, and yeah. just having done that, I feel good because I'm like, well, if I go through this whole grind, I've got a ton of different appearances that I can put on, and I got a fun little minion, and I got this little thing, <laughs> and I had this unique... But the actual kind of feel of the originals, like 2.0 um, slash, you know, just like the A Realm Reborn, I think that one felt the most like an actual relic weapon, right? right? Because yeah. it's based to be, this is an iconic weapon of your class. And don't get me wrong, I do, I do think that especially for people who want more than one, having it be shorter here and having it be something that is more streamlined i think is way better i think you know you shouldn't just be making people do stuff just to do stuff just endlessly right. forever right well and, and you know as the game gets older right you're gonna have people that do have those other classes leveled yes. so that they are gonna want to repeat it and it's it's funny yeah. talking about all the the glowy versions and stuff of that that 2.0 where like you know which one i glamour the most the stage one prototype yeah that you can't even <laughs> die it's, I mean, we have so few special effect weapons in the game, so few, other than like the extreme primals and things, having this be something mm -hmm. that gives you those extra looks, and I do, I glam them pretty freely on various characters. Mm -hmm. um, having something that gives you those looks, I think, is good. I would kind of like to see them, I think, for the next one, and we'll see what happens to this last step, I have no idea, mm -hmm. but I'd like to see them for the next one kind of swing a little bit back towards, yeah, adding a few maybe extra things and a little more variety of different types of content and some of the weird balance with like Boja being the least effective way to right. get this was really weird to me with it being so deeply connected to Bojan lore. So I want to see how they keep kind of expanding. Yeah, I would, mm -hmm. I would love it to be more connected to the AF weapon as well. Yeah. I, I think More, they could do some really cool lore stuff. Yeah. Keep role quests, make job weapons. Please. Yeah. So so right, that was that was one of the things, right, with, with Shadowbringers was we don't have all those job quests that we would normally have, mm. right? We get the, the one at the end this time and that's it. Yeah. But like if you if you make that AF weapon part of the relic thing, you can mm -hmm. just sprinkle in lines here and job there stuff. Yeah. and kind of help fill that gap a little bit more and I exactly. think that would be really really good yeah that's why I like the 2.0 ones because they seemed more individualized now we're like hey there's a weapon that somebody used in the past and you can use it well, did they but even have summoners here yeah totally well why I don't know but it's not even the weapon that they used in yeah. the past it's just a replica yeah. like this is I also don't particularly care for the premise like I mm -hmm. love the idea of the blades and mm -hmm. like them yeah. being what we're doing, but it feels so weird to me how much they did to mitigate the importance of these weapons. Like, if I'm gonna do something like this, 
I want this to be like, you go out, you find the original, you rescue it from the Garleans, you bring it back, we nurture yeah. this puppy, we make it beautiful again. <laughs> like, right. It's like, yeah. it's like I got I got this Captain America shield replica. It's made of plastic. It's not made of vibranium. Like, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna take this this fake plastic look. I mean, it looks really nice, but it's not gonna do crap. <laughs> but if we infuse it with the memories of the dead from various better, okay, still yeah. plastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even like infusing it with the previous memories of the past owners of the original weapons would have felt yeah. more engaging to me. Mm-hmm. But you know, all of plastic. That said, mm-hmm. huh? PS5s. Yes, PS5s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're trying I, I, I gotta, I just, I have one more note because we, we're talking about the replica aspect of it. Um, if you do Delibrum, there's a chance that you can get uh, furniture items that are statues of the little, uh, the one of the four, like, little chess piece kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they all have that relic weapon yep. on them. Oh. Interesting. And so I'm yeah. thinking of, like, oh, cool, so my relic, we just, we got this furniture piece and we just, like, took it from this little little toy and we're just okay yeah sure <laughs> that's where it came from yeah i appreciate that that little attention to detail though that they have yeah. that actual model like that was nice well, uh okay i believe i believe it's because they're actually the transformed bearers of those weapons yeah turned yeah. into pawns yeah. for the queen which is mm-hmm. that's just cool. stabbed him right in the heart it's real good <laughs> um playstation 5 and uh, a couple little things for pc people as well. So, uh, with the patch coming out again, uh, you know, we never actually mentioned that April 13th, by the way, coming real quick. Yeah. Uh, like how we just, we've been talking about the patch this whole time and didn't even say when it was coming out. Go <laughs> us. All right. It's out right now. Haha. Literally, just totally like the first thing on this post that we did. Um, so, uh, with this, the beta for the PlayStation 5 client is going to be coming out. Um, so, if you are currently playing on PlayStation 4, you'll be able to download the PS5 uh, upgrade edition. Another typo. Great. I need to drink mm-hmm. more coffee before I do these. Don't call yourself um, out, man. They'll never know. Right. I mean, they'll never know anyway. I'm going to fix it before they look at it. Um, <laughs> new players, uh, if you are not currently playing on the PlayStation 4, you'll be able to download the uh, PlayStation 5 version of the free trial. Um, and so this will go live on April 13th once uh, the maintenance for the patch is done. Um, obviously, we talked a little bit about this before, but uh, quick recap, uh, PS5 version will have faster loading times, 4K display compatible, um, with options for 4K, 2160p, uh, WQHD 1440p, or Full HD 1080p. Uh, High-resolution UI assets. That is it's going to be real pretty. Super interesting. will be coming to the Windows version. Mm-hmm. So we'll get that. Uh, I, I, Dual-sense haptic feedback. I love that. Yeah. The, the if if you have not had a chance to play a PlayStation Five yet, the you know you, people who talk about the triggers and how they can like change tension and stuff, it is the most amazing magical wizardry I have ever seen in a controller. It's fantastic. Um, and then there's going to be additional trophies and 3D audio support. So mm-hmm. um, there you go. Uh, across the board, uh, loading times are going to be sped up on all platforms. Nice. Okay, we'll take that. Um, and then, uh, but your floating other... house pieces are going to fall down. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, another another one that is just this is just kind of coming across the board. There really wasn't a great place to put this one. Uh, they are changing the target ring mm-hmm. uh, on mobs that'll have two extra arrows that show what direction the target is facing. Um, what? What? I. 
it'll be on the left and right side and it'll point towards so, where the front so, of the so, mob so, is. So, so you know, like, oh, this is going to be terrible, but you know, like you, un, under a mob, right, you have a circle and then there's that little bit that like points up or, or straight, yeah. right, where it's facing. And so now mm-hmm. on the inside of that ring, they're going to have two other arrows that are pointing towards that direction just wow. to make it a little easier to tell where that monster is facing. Now the problem Especially have, for omnidirectional because omnidirectional is a full circle and you can't okay, see the Okay. That's fair right. for omnidirectional. Right. For the ones for the other ones it's like there's well, a big open part at the back. You don't need that. But but yeah, for well. the omnidirectional, like the directional stuff doesn't matter. So why include so that? that you that's so that you my don't thing. so that you don't get cleaved so that you yeah. know, know where it's the It's important front to know is. where he's facing. Right. Okay. I I, mean, I, I think I would I would rather see them uh, do something to break up the circle for frontal and sides and rear mm-hmm. versus just this is the front the front is this way I see. like have a like a like a line break or something I, I think sure. that's one of those things that when I think about it that's a really good way to uh, raise the ceiling but still reward mm-hmm. uh, knowledge of the job and stuff right for like positionals. I think that would really help casual players if they did something to kind of if say, they hey. Could, yeah, better see it. I mean, I mean, even I mean with, yeah. with these arrows, though, they do create landmarks on the circle yeah. that do indicate something closer to a flank, right? So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as opposed to before where you just had the open backside that was back for rear positionals and then that little tiny pointy bit at the top, this does actually give you a visual indicator on the sides as mm-hmm. to where generally a sort of flanking position would be. So I don't think it's bad. I think it's actually pretty no. good. And there's definitely been times where I, there's been a lot of people stacked up on like an enemy's butt or something. I mean, re- realistically, though, that flank actually comes down quite a bit more than yeah. than you would think. So, yeah, it does. but it's kind of between now where those side arrows are and yeah. where that mm-hmm. back is. So if you position yep. yourself in between, you're good for flank. Yeah, you're good. So I think it does give people more of a visual marker and also makes it so that, yeah, like in the moment, there might be less confusion with all the effects and whatever else is happening mm-hmm. as to where you are sort of in relation to a boss. It's not yeah. a bad yeah. thing. It's not an outstanding yeah. thing. It's just a thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'll it'll just be another way to know, okay, this is too far forward or too far back for like wedges or maybe you could use it for things like earth shakers you know you need to get next to the boss we'll go above the stupid extra triangle thing that shows you where it's face you could use it for a lot of landmarks like you're saying uh, as mm-hmm. a caster i don't need it at all and i personally think positionals are easier than they ever have been let's not get into that however that's true it's cool yeah yeah it's cool um, so that was it for patch 5.55. Uh, again, April 13th, it's coming up real quick. Um, but that wasn't all that they talked about. Uh, they also dropped some new details for FanFest. Again, that's going to be May 15th and 16th. Um, and so what they announced here, so, uh, before we've had that there were going to be, uh, some Final Fantasy IV themed minions, we're going to get that Lunar Whale mount. Uh, we're also going to get orchestrian roll packs as well, um, which is kind of cool. So there's going to be three of them. Uh, the first one is going to be based on the Pulse album. So that'll include Rise, Through the Maelstrom, Neath Dark Waters, What Angel Wakes Me, and Sunrise. Um, and then there will be a piano version, which is going to be based on the uh, Science and Sinners album that just came out. So that's going to have Invincible, Tomorrow and Tomorrow, Return to Oblivion, What Angel Wakes Me, and A Long Fall. And then, of course, the band pack mm-hmm. which will have equilibrium what angel wakes me 
Shadowbringers, yeah, Blinding Indigo, and Insatiable. So uh, that's cool. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, some really good stuff in there. Um, they also kind of gave us a, a, a simple breakdown of what to expect from the fan fest. Um, so it's going to be two days. Uh, the first day is going to be the, obviously the keynote. Um, and then welcome to Naoki's room. Um, how do you like Heidelin? Which it looks like it's going to be a thing that the J- JP community team is, is running. Uh, a dev panel. Over easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a dev panel and then the piano concert. Uh, day two, we'll start off with the live letter, um, which will have a talk session with Ishikawa-san. So if Yay! you have questions, you can submit those on the official Ooh. forum. Um, they will Tell then have their story. <laughs> Glamour to Life showcase, uh, which will be like the, the cosplay contest. Uh, there will be a live Q&A. Uh, again, uh, they'll be answering questions. Now, for th- this one... I think it was this one. Uh, it sounds like they might try and take questions via Zoom. Yeah. It's uh, okay. terrifying to me. But okay. Godspeed, people managing that. I, that sounds horrible. Yep. But <laughs> like it's cool, it. but okay. Um, <laughs> also, sounds okay. dangerous. Yes, very I, dangerous. I I well, I can't imagine how they're. I mean, I'm sure they'll be handling that. Yeah. Having yeah. seen how various companies, to some degree, are like handling various interactive elements behind the scenes, and having great faith and hope and confidence yeah. in Phoenix, I believe it's, in you. It's, you can see it. it's uh, one of those things like it'll either go okay or like horribly wrong, or, right? But I'm sure they'll be doing like vetting behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But but and but people pop on for a question yeah. that's already been vetted and stuff. I mean, we'll just I mean, see. Even, but... even if they vet it, though, like, I mean, you end up with the, the you know, the Blizzard Diablo mobile guy, yeah. right? Like, so I, we'll see. We'll see. Like, I mean, I think I, they're just, and they, they talked about it a little <laughs> bit. They're trying to do yeah. the best they can to create the oh, absolutely. interactive events. And I mean, even if you think about it at an event, anybody can yell anything yep. that they want in the audience, you that's know? True. So it is one of those things where, I mean, I'm sure people will be a little bit debriefed. I have faith community. Nobody say absolute maybe, garbage nonsense. Maybe they'll yeah. just record it ahead of time. Be like, all right, we're hitting record. Ask your maybe. question. Hit stop. And then they just play the little video clip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't um, embarrass Yoshi P. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make dad just embarrassed of you. Yeah. Don't shame us. Um, then they'll have flashback with the cast, which will be a, a discussion with some of the voice actors. Um, and then that'll be followed by the band performance. Um, they say most of these will have uh, English translations. Obviously, uh, if they're doing a big chat with like the JP voice cast, probably not. If they're doing mm-hmm. that panel with like the JP community team, probably not. Uh, Naoki's room, traditionally, they've had these at events, has not been uh, in English either. So uh, you're, you're probably looking at, for, for the English breakdown, Keynote... The dev panel, uh, the live letter, and the Q and A is probably mm. uh, what will for sure be uh, available in English. Um, in addition to the stage events, though, they're also going to be doing some digital activities, which is it's it's a nice touch uh, given yeah. that things are the way that they are right now. Um, first one will be a Moogle Treasure Trove Fan Fest edition. 
Um, so no idea what what is going to be available um, when they when they do this. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, they're going to do uh, limited time group pose frames and stickers. Um, so you can get like you know fan fest frames and stuff for for G pose. Um, with that, they're going to be running a uh, screenshot campaign. Um, so you can uh, use those and, and enter that. Um, they're going to have the Usnir Challenge. Um, they say learn all about the fun challenge that offers a chance at in-game rewards. We don't know anything else about that yet. Um, they have... This This was nice. Eorzea Cafe at home. Um, enjoy homemade Eorzea dishes with video tutorials of select recipes from the Eorzea Cafe. That's really nice. Teach yeah. me how to cook uh, Yoshi Pee. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just teach me teach me how to make the the drink with the beaver in it or the yeah. I think they had a burger that looked like a beaver. They've done a lot yeah. of beaver dishes uh, yeah. since Shadowbringers came out. Um uh, but that's cool. Um art contest, uh, obviously the entry for that closed already. Um and then there's the uh the cosplay uh, as well. So lots of lots of stuff to do, um which is which is really nice. Um Again, that'll be May 15th and 16th. So that also is, is going to be here before we know it. So lots of cool, exciting stuff to talk month. about over mm -hmm. the next couple months. Yeah, between the patch and the, the fan fest. So please look forward to it. And that's it. That's, our, that's, that's the list. That's the, the that's things everything. that we were going to talk about. That's all of it. Bye. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> The end. I started the show weird. I'm going to end it weird. Bye. He hits the button. That's it. We're not even on the air. Anymore. See you later, Bert. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, any anything else we need to... I think that's... I mean, that's pretty much it, right? There's a little... There's one little thing. A little for, bit. For, one little for thing. People, for people who are waiting for the ultimate. They showed it a little bit. Just a little bit. The Dragon Star War, War Ultimate. We got two screenshots. That's what I saw. Don't know where it was in the live letter. They have two screenshots of it. That's it. They did. I missed it not coming till 6.1 yes 6.1 yeah it does look a little bit like the vault yeah Just it's like it's on the bridge on the vault um and i don't that, oh i thought the they were oh okay yeah. see my my brain did a thing where i'm like right. oh that's the new explorer mode and now right thinking about it after processing it my brain's like you're an idiot that would be a level 60 dungeon <laughs> makes but sense yeah, now all they showed was a couple of pictures of what looks to be the arena or an, a cutscene before it because there's some people. Oh no! Uh, I'm not going sure. Going to the if they're going to the vault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right. we, yes, it does seem like knights are obviously going to be a part of it. Like from mm -hmm. just what we've seen in the initial picture and things and where it is and. But uh, but, but who yeah. who else was at the vault? Rook. A lot of people. Yeah, I'm like, what? Our, 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 <laughs> what do you our, mean? Our good boy. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean, but I can't imagine he's gonna be a villain in this. Well, no, but Stop. they could, they could, they could pull him in for something. They could. Oh, okay, maybe. He, he jumps. He jumps into to yes. help you survive against like a big beam mm -hmm. attack or something, and he yeah. dies again. They could do that to us. That's that's that what be, I was thinking too. Oh. I kind of hope for that actually. I'm making a terrible yeah. face, but really, no, that'd be great. I, yeah. I they yeah. they have to if they're if they're gonna. I think they're I gonna. I mean, it is iconic with the vault. I could mm -hmm. see it. Um, there was also I don't know if this was a recent interview or or what that I was reading. I wish I had the actual source on it. But there was a little bit further discussion that Yoshida-san did somewhat recently about um, 
this whole timing with Ultimate mm -hmm. for anybody yeah. who might have missed it and discussing a little bit more what it meant behind the scenes as far as like working overtime and crunch for the devs. And I, I, yeah, I, I saw like, that clip. I, I don't know which which interview it was from. Um, but but essentially what it comes down to is the team was like, hey, like we could make this work, but you basically have to let us push that OT as far as mm -hmm. we legally can. And Yoshida's like, nah, dude, like get some sleep. Yeah, I mean, the idea you... of of straining yourself to get content done, like if if we're looking at the content, and this is what he said, like if we're looking at this and we think that we could have done better, people are going to realize that, and so that's yeah, I yeah, Yoshida Maybe man they're... just continues to impress and amaze with just how amazing he like really, and like, especially in, in, right in a now. world right now mm -hmm. with with so many companies crunching just like crazy yeah she was like it's cool man like don't worry about it we'll get it done like no need to you know bust ass on it like it's it's cool like yeah and i mean like props. he brought huge like, props just mm -hmm. saying like we don't want to set a precedent you know even here or in our industry that like in order to get this done you have to break yourselves to do it and you know or we also don't want to have to delay the expansion just you know by any more time because of pandemic stuff in order to get this done and i yeah i agree i think that he just it shows a lot of strength and resilience even when a community may be really upset to say like no we have to realize that what happens behind the scenes is just as important for the overall product quality right. and lifestyle of our developers and our player base um to make this decision to do that so while i know a lot of people have been disappointed i think it was good to get a little bit more clarity and discussion on that and i'm sure right. you can find the interview if you just do like a quick look up it, it's it's something that's been fairly fresh yeah but... i mean the the idea i mean just just you know if if you're one of the people that were upset about ultimate right take a minute think about what Don't you do be as a, a production mm -hmm. <laughs> right like like okay we you know we could get this project done but uh you know working from home you're only going to see your family 3 hours a day uh you know you're not going to get like any sleep you're going to feel like crap uh or we can let you enjoy life a little bit and just move it back which option would you take? It, like, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, the thing about Crunch, and I I hesitate to talk about this because it's kind of not quite a conflict of interest because I'm going through Crunch right now. However, um, it, the bill always pay, uh, comes due, right? You can't Crunch and then not lose something, right? That's something yep. that Yoshi P knows, right? If he were to Crunch at this point, they'd lose some stuff, for the next expansion, but they'd also lose just the, they'll start burning people out. All, everything will start and, to be you know, worse. And I, Look I think at Cyberpunk. Es especially know? on a, on a, on a piece of content like Ultimate. Yes. Like there are so many things you need to get just right. Uh, I mean, cause thing like, is the, super the last thing we need is like an, that new Ultimate to come out before the expansion and people clear it in like three hours. Like that's not right. what anybody wants. Right. So or it's yeah, impossible. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I Yoshida is such a wonderful human being, um, and I, I just huge props to, to don't embarrass Yoshi Pete, right. right, right. I, I, I just you know, I know that there's some people that are upset. There's some people that are really upset. Yeah. Um, but I, crunch sucks. <laughs> like it's you know you always hear stories about it in the industry. And it's never for a good reason. Nope. So that that 
you know, he made the decision to do this knowing that he's going to get that, you oh, know, yeah. that small percentage of players absolutely furious at him. He's, you know, he's putting the, the health of, of his, his, uh, his team and the, the well-being of the team Amen. and their families, especially right now with everybody working from home above everybody else. And that's awesome. I love to see mm-hmm. that. So there's this picture of Alfino and uh, Asinian. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that's a that's a that's a need, a quick segue. segue there, big jump, but, but yeah, like right. I, I I scroll back up the page and I this picture is okay. just so precious to me because it's Alfino looking up at Asinian like one day I'm gonna be cool like you. They even have like the same color scheme outfit on. It's like his hero or something. I can't wait to be tall. It'll help me swim yeah. better. Man, one day I'm gonna be twice as tall as I am now, just like you. That's all. That's, that's him. That's how he talks. That's yep. fair. That's adorable. That's cute. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there has uh, been a little bit of talk. And I think everybody's been curious because Yoshida-san did say that there is going to be some sort of major NPC character that is going to play a large role in this next patch and that will also play a large role in the expansion in Endwalker. And I'm curious. I mean, I've heard a lot of guesses TMF. about... Well, Tiamat, that's true. Actually, that could be a thing. That could Tiamat. actually be it. We're going to the a moon, people, stars, space travel, Tiamat. Done. <laughs> a lot of people were theorizing it could be um, Alphano or Alisei's dad or somebody that might be taking Tiamat. a mm-hmm. Yeah, we have we have talked about that, yeah. Tiamat actually, I didn't even put that together with it, but I could see her actually being the character, which would be super cool. Yeah. I mean, the way the way I see it, right, like... Something big has to be going down for Tiamat to come out right. of of Azizla. Um Obviously, Midgard Stormer, you know, not lately, but with with Heaven's Word, right? He was a huge part of that transition, and so to get back to him, we go through the Brood. So we go from Tiamat, bring that back around to Midgard Stormer and Ed Walker. We talk about the Brood a little bit. Maybe maybe six point one, we start to get into more dragon stuff. I don't yeah. know, but I think I think Tiamat is a really good vehicle, um, for to both ride to the new dungeon mm-hmm. and to <laughs> exactly for for the narrative. Yeah, but I mean, you know, again though, like there are the way that they write this game. I mean, there are so oh. many threads. That mm-hmm. they Ivory, can... Ivory's comment: She said she'd stay in prison till the end of the world, and here we are. Yep, <laughs> it's the end of the world. That's good. Ooh, good catch. I mean, like I said, the dragons have to do something now or they have to leave, right? Like, that's the choice. Like, they're either going to die along with us with whatever's wow, going on that's, that's or they leave. Deep. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Girl, you had a good comment. Um. All right. I th- is there anything else? I think we've we've covered everything and then some now. I think, so. I think we're good. There was a there was a minion shown that's a bonfire that you can yeah. pull out. You can just put it on the ground, and you and your friends can. There's just a little. There's a there was a little pyramid. I've been little asking for guy. that mm-hmm. for 500 years. No joke. Yeah, I'm so bonfire. pleased. How do I get this bonfire? <laughs> uh, it's a drop from Delibrum Savage. That's go. fine. I'm in. Let's <laughs> sure, go. I'll do it. Unique, yes. untradeable. Have fun. It's a two percent. That's drop fine. Um. Forever, I don't know, knowing Square know. Enix, it's going to be a drop from, like, the final boss in the, the near raid or some random... Like, yeah. Good knows? job. You've you've saved whatever this is. Have a bonfire. Um, no, you're just... You're going to head up to... Uh, 
the cloudy thunder place where the airy is. I don't remember what that zone's called. The airy? No. The oh, airy's the there. No, not the zone is something else. Oh, you're talking about um yeah, not it's sea up clouds. Top. the other the one. Myth? The myth. Mist. Mm-hmm. The churning mist. Turning churning mist. mist. Yeah. That's it. That's the We're going to go up there. We're going to hang out with Alphino and Astinian again around a bonfire, just like we did in Heaven's Word. And then the Astinian's just going to be like, here you go, buddy. Mm-hmm. This is this is your, your tender kit or whatever to start your own fire. <laughs> Rook is getting so way too emotional over this. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so cute, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. We've got a. The trailer and Alphino in it just brings me back to his Crystal Braves failed you know, mm-hmm. try yeah, to be yeah. a leader. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is Absolutely. him actually becoming a leader. I hope, you know, learning what he needs to learn, getting Character pushed pretty growth. hard by Fordola, you know. Do you think, do you think, um, Alize disappearing is like, I don't, I don't know. She just goes somewhere. She's not dead. Obviously mm-hmm. she can't be dead. She's in the CG, but she, yeah. she, she ends up going somewhere via sparkles apparently. And he's just really upset because his sister is captured. Just like mm-hmm. she was really upset when he was missing. Yeah. I mean, one of the things is that part of the trailer could be before the beginning of Endwalker. You shut your mouth. It could be, just saying. I was feeling really good about her safety levels. What have you you done? Stop. (laughs) No. I know. I know. I'm just saying. No. They could do it. What have you done? I mean, were we as the Warrior of Light in an alleyway in Kugane and fought as a samurai? Not really in that no. time. You know what I mean? Like, No, Arbert did. I mean, that Ishtola and Uriange watched it burn down before we even got to the first. That, don't that like part of that trailer logic. was before. I'm just saying. Don't like your logic at all. Yeah, this is unacceptable, Aldino. No. Um, no. I, don't uh, want, I don't want it to happen, but I'm just saying. I will be so... Okay, I'm just going to be real with everybody here. This is a space of truth and honesty. Mm-hmm. I will lose my mind if they kill Alice and Alfredo gets to have mail paid about how my sister sure. died. I will lose it. I will, <laughs> yes. Look, I have come full circle with Alfino. I do. I think we have a lot of potential here, especially like you were saying. I mean, this is a great moment. And if something, you know, Alice is sort of separated from him. Yeah. He has relied on her for so much. <gasps> for him to step into himself... Like, absolutely, that's a huge thing. And we've seen these strong, powerful Elizin forces in mm-hmm. his life that have encouraged him like this, be, the, uh, be it Isail and then also Astinian. And Astinian's coming back. So him taking that journey, having these, like, parent figures growing into himself, becoming the leader that he tried to be and he played at for so long in sort of memory of his grandfather. Mm-hmm. But now he himself actually can step out from that eclipse. The, the, the Astinian stuff. Hold up, eclipse. Does Hold up, eclipse. I'm not yeah. done yet. Give me uh-huh. one second. Oh, go, 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 go. <laughs> all of that is great. But if all of that comes at the cost of Alice being dead, right. I, I will have three podcasts worth of words up in here. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have five. And we'll have five yeah. podcasts about it. He, yeah. he is upset. He's upset he couldn't heal somebody. It's probably not her. But yeah, I don't think so. then he makes a new healing job. Yeah. Or, you know, he goes back to his father. And my makes my arcanist healing was not, my physic was, was not good enough. I yeah. must make weird little needle robots now. Mm-hmm. It took me it took me years and years and years, that's but I figured out that physic is shit. So I made That's an robots. interesting line to draw. That's very good. 
That's why I was doing this. Hopefully it was Arianje. Was Shut Liz up. Uh, was some Garlean muck. I'm not giving like you crap for that Alize stuff. Granted, I too love Alize. Don't give me crap about Arianje. <laughs> Um, Brooke, I'm yeah, sorry, please continue. It was okay. It looked like a Garlean. Yeah. But uh no! my, question was, my question was, is Louis Swa was Louis Swa a summoner? Do we know what he was canonically? I think he, he was an old conjurer? Yeah, staff. Sure. He was an old. He, he, yeah, I did say he, um, he was an old guy. That was his job, yeah. old guy. That's so crusty and old, yeah. His his job stone was uh, was actually just a pair of dentures. Um yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. As much as she isn't, Cordola is the first summoner, hmm. technically, in the storyline. I guess technically, I guess hmm. we could say that he's always kind of tread the line of Arcanist, yes, right? Where yeah. he has, I think, had some things that are both scholar-like and some things. I don't that know are that he ever had a familiar though, so he's probably more conjurer. Lusois, yeah. Yeah, Lusois. Yeah. yeah, and I was just curious because. With him being such a huge role and role model in Alfino's life, and I'm sure we're going to probably get more of this if we do end up going to Charlyon and everything else, right? And it seems like these the twins are going to be a focus of character growth as we kind of bring this whole thing full circle, which mm -hmm. is totally appropriate because they were the first characters that we actually met in the beginning of the game. In the they, they you know, were like yeah. they were the we need to reboot this game. Also, here are the two new characters that are going to help carry this entire thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and I love that yeah. we have kind of grown with them as a community, as a player base, and all of this stuff as we come full circle here. But I was curious about how the legacy of his family might have affected his class and what mm -hmm. Sage means to him, which I'm sure that we will get more of. They said with like quests, he was likely the greatest mage of his day. That's all they say about that. Mm -hmm. They say he was well versed in ancient prophecies, so maybe something related to that. Delighted in tinkering. No, I mean, he with... was an archon. Yeah. <laughs> Delighted in tinkering with magic items and also that he really likes sweets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all I say. They don't they don't name his job. I mean oh. he had a book because he gave it to them. So he you wasn't know? a conjurer, he might have been a secret like can candy striper. Like You're yeah. right. I mean, maybe maybe he had yeah. multiple jobs. We do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he could have been um a master of magic. He could have, yeah. you know, dabbled. But he definitely did have the came. staff. Yeah, though though you have to wonder to a degree though, did he have that because it was a job relation, or did he have that because it was one of the keys? Right. Probably because it, it was one of the keys. It was a magic <laughs> item that he liked. Yeah, right. exactly. He just collected. Right. Them. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, it it's gonna be interesting. Like to me, I, I really feel like, yeah, he failed to heal. He knows that he needs to do some growth. He's gonna find Sage from somewhere, probably Charlene, probably his father. That's my money. Like his father's doing something similar, and he's like, I could do that, but better. I, you know, I, I also, it, it depends on how they take the story, but I could see it right with Alphino specifically, and mm -hmm. his character arc, um, bringing back Estinian. I think is a is is really a full circle mm -hmm. for just kind of how everything has gone, and so. Um, I could almost also see that coming back around in place of mom and dad. Mm -hmm. yeah, because be. we're not going there, right? Yeah. We'll have that, and that's the the 
role model fathery older brother figure or yeah. whatever for him they would totally pull just pull one over on us if this whole time we've been thinking Sherlyon is where we're going but with the tiamat connection we're actually going to be going to uh or might be the name of the draconic Maricidia. Maricidia. yeah mm-hmm. that'd be cool who knows the, the, the next the, the full the full trailer is just that the world map and it's burning and stuff and then it zooms in on Thavnir. And then it just goes down further, and it's like Maricidia. Yeah, I want Maricidia at some point. That'd be cool. A lot of people do. Like, yeah, yeah. We'll just have to yeah. wait and see. Mm-hmm. And then, well, and then maybe, and then maybe six point one is is sure. I can't imagine they would add new areas yeah, with a with a point one. But I don't know. We'll have to see. They we'll, have we'll it, know, but uh, sometimes they surprise us. You know, yeah. May 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 fifteenth. We'll probably have a better idea of yeah. uh, where we're going. Give us the stuff, Yoshi P. All right. So that is going to do it for this episode of Aetherite Radio. If you want... Oh, did my... Why you not work again? Why do you do this to me? I love that I can hear you press the button. Straight up. (laughs) All right. I hate this thing. I just... It works when I want it to, and then it doesn't work when I... Want it to. Want it to. Button. Right? No, that's not the wrong one. I have all these buttons and they're mapped for things. I don't Which is the one? This is the one. Okay. <sighs> if you want, you can email us, Radio at gamerscape.com. You can tweet at us at Radio. Um, you can find us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord at Gamerscape, uh, discord.gg slash Gamerscape with the easy link there. Uh, we have an Aetherite Radio channel on there and you can talk to us about the show or whatever we talked about on the show. Uh, that is going to do it for us for this week. Uh, April 13th, patch 5.5. It'll be here before we know it. Thank you very much for everybody for tuning in, and we will uh, see you next time. Bye!